This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Celtic Room with TV, the Balls and Bobby podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us on today's show, we have Michael, Michael Dundee, former forum, and, and, and we have Brian Welchivai from the forum, our forum is the, is, is the base of the podcast, which we, is celticrumors.co.uk, where Celtic supporters discuss everything about Celtic. Kyogre didn't get stuck sliding his way to the goal today, he used Manscaped and slid all the way to get the ball into the goal. Manscaped, proud sponsors of Celtic Groomers TV. Manscaped has changed the way men approach grooming with their performance package 3.0. The men's bud includes lawnmower 3.0, weed racker performance, boxers brief, and travel kit formulations to help you upgrade your grooming game. The lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of the defence because it's a third generation trimmer. Features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to its fans' safe technology. There's even a waterproof technology, lead light, so you can groom in the shower. We all know how terrible the cleanup can be. If you've been held back from nose hairs, we have the perfect solution, the weed marker, the air nose and hair trimmer. The trimmer is Manscaped's Skinscape technology, which sells the juke nicks, snacks, tugs in your nose and holes. 79 Supplantless Port, that makes it that long and is, is a major tolerance. Imagine if you were to sniff over a half-grown, nasty nose hairs. Pretty sure you would like it. Do, don't forget the bundles that comes with the clubs of a ball you want to add ball you to moisturize and crack reviver. The ball toner, ball toner for your test skills, that infuses out of air. You'd want to get join the ball sack beauty contest after using the crop as well. Check out the website for some cool products, including cloning, foot bag, duster, the deodorant to help you keep your stinky bag football bag clean. Get 20% off with, our, with your order. With all quotes, Celtic Rooms TV at Manscaped.com. On today's show, we will take a look at the latest Gops Rooms around Celtic. We will talk about Celtic's first home game this season against newly, prom- newly promoted Dundee, which Celtic were victorious in a 6 0 event. And guys, if you have anything on the live chat you wish to discuss, please let us know. Firstly, Mark, for a few shout outs. Thanks very much, Paul. Yeah, a, a ball bag beauty contest. Did you think of that? Or was that part of your spiel? No, I did. Just came out. <laughs> ball bag beauty contest. I wonder if you <laughs> did not. <laughs> not me, anyway. <laughs> I'm not taking anything to do with whether it's been part of or, or judging it, I'll tell you. <laughs> I have a few shout outs to uh, Glasgow Green, uh, Richie, Malika, and Tim Alloy. Uh, young Ben, Young Ben smashing his recovery, and if you were on the Discord last night, you'd see his dad was talking to take him up to Dundee today, he's actually training with Scotland for wheelchair basketball, but it looks as if he could end up being at like the Olympics or something like that to come, I mean he's quite 
well on at this, it seems so. Well done, Ben. We're all proud of you, son. Just keep batting away with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at 459 subs now, Paul, which, again, I keep saying that. I never, we never thought we'd get these kind of numbers. and slowly, slowly creep up. But just thanks to everybody for all their support on here, on the forum and things like that. If you're not subscribed, please do and smash that like button. Hail, hail. Celtic's fans group held a protest at Celtic Park today before Celtic's first home game of the season. They said that these protests are only the start and the protests will continue for every home game until they see change at board level. Burnley have entered the race to sign Celtic midfielder Ryan Christie after today's performance should Celtic up their wages and an approved contract to Ryan Christie. Celtic target Christian Lovrich was again on target for Borussia in the Croatian League. Lovic has scored 35 goals in two seasons for the Croatian sides who they value for their top assets, five million. Tyson are stepping up their efforts to sign Celtic forward Edward and 90 million plus add-ons could be on the table in the next few days. So Hampton have also entered the race to sign the Celtic forward. That's it for Leif Scott, where Omar Mark now will get Michael and Brian on the show to join us. And we talk in victory. Radio on there, you there, lads? Cheers, Mikey. How's your mouth now, buddy? It's a lot better, but when you've got the medication I've got, I think that'll make anything feel good, so. <laughs> What's the day, ones? You there? Yeah. Okay. How you doing, boys? You there? How's your COVID? Oh, stay away from me. <laughs> Hard going, eh? You know something, it's, it's, it's like a bad flu to start with, and now it's just like, just catching your breath and stuff, but I mean, it's the weirdest thing I've ever had. There's some team, well, there's me, there's Nick Asset, and uh, Mikey's got dumped his boot, you've got COVID, balls done his knee, and he's sitting with his knee, God, hell, no. <laughs> I think we're jinxed ourselves here. Just a goalkeeper then, eh? <laughs> Who was that? Did you see the goalkeeper five a time? Aye. Did you see that day, lads? I thought it was brilliant. Eh? I, I, I was speaking to you yesterday, Mark, last night, and I said that we would take four or five off Indy as long as we're, we're on the game there. And like you said, that's been on the cards for a wee while now, because even against Hearts, even though everybody's had to stay in the I was disappointed Celtic had took their chances they would have been a sight in that game as well so for once and let's wait I could have, like, everybody always jokes and says oh, we could have, it could have been 10 today uh, legitimately it could have been 10 today it just shows the difference Michael, when you have a striker up front who actually wants to play and when you have a defender in, in Welch in his top position who can defend how how important the structure came today between all the players that they were in their right positions as well. well I think it's the first time in a while that I've actually watched Celtic and felt that the opposition can play out of day and they're still not going to score. Mm-hmm. It's the first time first in a while. Time I've watched Celtic a long time because the strikers all waited for the ball. Exactly. He's, he's looking for the ball. It makes what a difference that makes. I think he was the star of the show today, wasn't he? Can you go? Oh, definitely. 100% for me. That's what makes it. That's what happens when you've got a guy up front or a player up front that actually wants to make runs and move. Uh, yes, um, as well. as to, I mean, look at that. Even Edward, when he comes on, and again, it's just ah, uh, just doesn't he? I mean, we go at it every week. We're talking. 
just the, the difference that the players are actually applying themselves and trying a bit better makes. Do you see that tackle he made when he came back and he blocked it and then puts a throw in? He sets the tone. What surprised me the team the team 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 if your followers are setting the tone, then everybody else joins in. Exactly. One surprising thing by the lineup though was uh, Zorro being taken out. Do you think Ange actually saw that he doesn't have to play a defensive midfield on every single Scottish game? Zorro, Zorro, like says, well, I disrespect the guy, and I still think the jury's out. I'm being honest mm-hmm. on him. I thought like he's a good player, but I'm still not sure if he's a starter for Celtic. But Celtic didn't need a holding midfield no. park at home on Sunday. No. No, I mean, and it was. Do you think that, that was think that was maybe he's thinking, Michael? We don't need a holding midfielder here. Ah, no, 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 like, I'm not trying to disrespect. I can't stand Dundee. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I really can't stand them. Like, you just need to look at the players in the team today and the links they've got. They they well and truly picked their side of the fence. Like, yeah, and like I say, they could have. Like I say, they could have played their R D, and they were never going to score like this. So, okay. well, he, he plays he plays an inverted the, the fullbacks inverted, doesn't he? So it sort of puts more people in the midfield, so you don't need a hold the midfielder. Exactly. So with Celtic played the inverted fullback, but when all uh, uh, right and left backs or wing backs got forward, we actually outnumbered them in attack. I mean so we was we were still able to create space when we couldn't do that on the lane because our full backs weren't pushing up front. Do you know what I mean? So we were outnumbered last season, but this season were we seem to be outnumbering the opposition with our attack, which is you you see the difference today, like how how we were able to make space from 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 nothing. Like players were actually looking for the ball and looking to make the space. You know, this, there was a big difference in, in, in what we saw today, and you can gradually see what I'm just trying to do more and more each game. You know, I think biggest leap from kind of seen couple of games we could see the improvements, but. One game to another, this, this to me has been the biggest, like, big improvement we've made. We could see it. I think as well because he has a striker there, Mark, as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Edward's loaded down. Uh, Kygo just makes the difference, don't he? I think Kygo's going to be a striker. I think he handed. I, yeah, I think he handled himself well. In, in the short option, can we have Edward? Or if we're going to sign so play with that position, like, do you know what I mean? If Edward leaves and we sign a striker, then you think that Kyogo's going to be like our main striker? I just don't think it will be. I just think well, that, if you say that, though, if you look at Abada and you look at Kyogo up front, and then, I mean, Chris gets a storm other day, mm-hmm. and you look at them, they can interchange. You know, his style of play might be, I don't know, a straight forward, it could be, you know, just movement. A false number nine kind of a thing, but. When she is this? Uh, somebody's always up front, but it's just mm-hmm. the way they, you know, it's the way they play. It's it's the, it's the defending from the from the front, and it's it's going dropping back, getting the ball, people moving forward. He obviously wants to play with pace. There's no doubt about that. And I mean, as good as Edward has been in the past, he's definitely a striker who waits for the ball to come. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at that today. I guess he doesn't stand a chance to get into that side. No, I kind of fair for yes, you know, don't you? Maybe it's a maybe it's a, it's a, it's a backup or something. You know, when things are going differently, you might change the game plan. But it just, I, it just, it, it was great to watch a game today where we're just talking about how good we were. We're not talking about goalkeepers or defenders or anything else. Right? It was just the way we played. I thought it was great. Kind of a good time as well to play a team like at Dundee's level. I mean, if he's been out there today, anything less than a win, they've been atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it felt like a good time for us to play like a. 
a week when those are a weaker team than it's been. So it was all going to be a bit of a weeper for them during the day. And you can't... We don't do respect. We don't do respect. Well, most of these teams are this bad. In Scotland and all fairness, you, 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 you bring a team to Celtic Park, this is a big, big pitch, and we play to our strengths. Nobody should live with us. Like you swear about and uh, you swear about and Kyle were playing each other for years the way they linked up today. Didn't they? The same with Christie. Like you swear that three footmen have been playing together for years. How 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 they linked up? Like the, the first goal there in ninety, 90 minutes. Like it's like Kyle knew where the ball was going the minute uh, Abada kicked us. You know it was amazing. Like, like he he actually went for the ball and said the ball come to him. As well, she said it just makes all the difference. Like you know. And it was the same with the second goal, Christie's ball, and again he went, he went first to ball like, and scored again. Like so, we have a striker who wants to score goals, and he's he seems to be there at the right time, like don't he? It's effort. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You, you, you know, you know, it's like Boston, one of the greatest players in the world. But see the effort he put in the last couple of games, put it your hat off to him. I Ralston under Ange has got any future in the squad. I know I've said before, we don't see that happening, but he's really, for me, I think you can't fault him under Ange, really. A couple of Aye. mistakes that get caught out of position, but overall, you've got to say he's done his a decent job. I think, like I said, I've played like, I've criticised the guy now, like I've never said that. He's obviously maybe a good guy and said it before, um, but um, you can't say it, take anything away from the guy for the last two games, like uh, like I said, and even against Hearts when he scored, like the guys obviously got something like it. Like that goal that he scored today, that's like, I mean, you didn't see many defenders with a, oh. what, a chip up and a, a volley for the defender's leg. I was actually just watching it on uh, his goals. Uh, Same as myself, yeah. Just on my laptop, so I didn't actually have any commentary on that. And I thought it was actually Christie that scored that goal. You'd expect somebody like Christie to score that, took that kind of move, but as you say, you weren't expecting that. Not a defender, not Tony Ralston, let's face it, it doesn't matter where he plays, but I do think he's come on a great, great deal in Durange, and I thought, well, maybe he's got a bit of future in the squad. John Harrison said that he's given a chance because there's no men there, and to be fair to Lancet, he's actually taken that chance, and he deserves to take that chance, and he, like whoever comes in is actually going to be up against Lancet, you know, to because He's actually given us no reason to be dropped at, at this moment, has he? Well, to be honest, I, I think we've played well and he's done well. Mm-hmm. But you know, let, let's let's not kid ourselves. He's no, he's no, he's not going to be your future right back. I don't see it personally. I just think with the style that I think <coughs> what a difference it'll make when we've actually got somebody who is you know, a class actor right back and left back. I think Ralston he deserves all the plaudits and everything else where he's playing and stuff like that but he's definitely he's not he's not the future Mikey I think it's clear I think it's been a role reverse to the guard in my opinion like I always said that Taylor wasn't good enough to be uh, a left back a left back for Celtic in like Europe and that but he was already SPL standard but if it was up to, like if I let, if it was we had a chance to get a full back in this week I would be bringing in a left back over a right back just now. 
I'm, I'm the same as you, Mikey. I thought Taylor mm-hmm. done as well over the last couple of seasons when he's been. Never, I've, I've said to him, I've agreed on it. He's never going to be first choice, but against the likes of Dundee and that, he'll come in and do your job, but it just doesn't seem to fit into that. It doesn't seem to be getting. I don't know. He's speed the way he wants to play. I don't agree. I don't think he can get. I, I, I don't think. That's a priority, I think. I don't think it's so much a left back. I mean, I don't think it's even so much like he's trying to get his head in. I just think that I just don't think Taylor's good enough to adapt to that style. I just don't think he's got it in him to play that way. Yeah, he, 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 was spent, he was spent his whole career as a defender, pure and simple. That's the way he was taught. You know, it's, you know, you've said it before, plenty of times on the podcast and before him and stuff. <coughs> if he's up again, back against the wall, left, left back, give him let him just do his thing at left back. We're looking for a forward thinking. Exactly. Just stuff like that. And it's, it's not always a case of deserving your place just through effort, is it? It's a case of you've got to be good enough. I think as well, Starfield had, had a good game today, having um, kind of a proper centre-back next to him, rather than he saw that he was in covering two positions, really, today. He kind of settled in well into the game as well today, Starfield. It was a big decision, I think, to drop Beaton. I wouldn't say it was a big decision to drop Beaton because this should have happened weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like how, as soon as Starfell came in, it was, it should have all, unless they're getting another centre back soon, it, was all, it should have always been Welsh and mm-hmm. Starfell at centre back. Like he says, the fact that Beaton even came back in after what he did against Leeds um, yeah. leg. That's the biggest bit of the line so far. It's a bit on, isn't it? We've never been here in any other team. Let's talk about Christie, guys. Like, he seems to be a player who kind of transformed uh, under Ange as well. And I know Mark said, said in the last podcast, there's kind of things going on that said they got him a contract, but it wasn't what he wanted, Mark, so it was. Uh, well, it's meant to be he was looking for like 30 grand a year, Mark. With the top players of the club. And he just... Just it was a no right away. Just looking for that kind of money. He wasn't going. He wasn't getting it at Celtic. I mean, people are giving what he wants in that. What in the strength of a couple of games? I mean, really, after what he done last season. Look at the grief Edwards getting, still getting, and that's going on for last season. Christie's played had a few good games. Well, he was really good today, but it doesn't change anything for me. He still doesn't want to be there. Unless he's Edward, unless they're willing to sign a new long-term contract, they shouldn't be in the team. I, that's just the way I feel about it. The, the attitude's different, though, Matt, for me, Mark. He's, he's, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a big fan of Christie after last season, but what I do see is, is, is you know, last season, he, the biggest criticism of most of the players was the, was the attitude. You know, right, they might want to different deals and stuff like that, but if they pull that jersey, they should play for Celtic. It's as simple as that. What I have seen for Christie in the last couple of games is, He's 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 aptitude he's he's got stuck in. I think he's he's done well. But okay. no, he's no going to be in the long term planning. I know we've said before we need players for the here and the now kind of thing as well. So you can put that argument, but it, it's just if if he's going to be here, just move them on, get them moved out. As, as I said, I, I'm not saying he should be one. He definitely deserves to be one. Of, High earner at the club, you know, but a kind of gradual lump. I mean, somebody, uh, I think it said it was in fifteen grand in Celtic offered them eighteen. I mean, that's not much really in football terms, but to go up into the thirties, that's a big jump. But you, I, 
even getting over from 2022 grand in Sheffield. If he says a new contract, I've not got a problem with that. I'll still moan about what he, the way he, for years I'll moan about the way he carried on last year. But if he says a new contract, fair dues. If he's not working to be here, it's time that we get some people, more players in there. Do you want to be here? Mike, do you want to come in there? I just, um, I, my mind's already set on Christy. I, I can't forgive for the last season. Eh? Like I said, eh, he's had two or three good games and guys are saying, eh, give him what he wants. And nah, players don't hold, hold the club to ransom like after what happened last year. Like, eh. He's only playing good just now to get a move away, which is fine because it's benefiting Seattle just now. But I still think that they'll bring in the boy Loverich to play left wing and Christy will get moved on to Burnley or something in the next few weeks. That's what I think will happen. Of all the lovers, is outstanding, and he's like he's like a badder, but the le- on the left hand side. Right. So he he shoots it on like I don't think Christie Christie was great today. I'm not disputing that. The last two games he's been brilliant, but I wouldn't be playing him left wing. Lovic has scored 35 goals in the last two seasons for for Reno as well, Michael, hasn't he? Yeah, I like see. He's that uh, Christian Lovic. He's he's as good as a badder, but on the left hand side. So again, if that's the way Andrew's going to be playing, then you get in a left winger. Christie doesn't suit the style. He's had a couple of good games, but he's he made his bed at the start of last season, eh? So if we get some sort of money for him, get guys like Loverich and that, and then that's that's better business in my opinion. Uh, it's just back to things dragging on. Whether it's players coming in or players leaving into it, it just seems to be dragging on and dragging on. But mm-hmm. the agents just waiting to see what the best deal's going to be by the time we get nearer the end of the window. But no, Celtic need to start like afternoon pushing these agents to get their guys that want to be here out the door. And Abada looks to be a bit of fresh air as well, doesn't he? He's really taken the, the Celtic uh, way as well, hasn't he? Like, he's forward one again today, taking on players... He just doesn't stop. Like, he loves to take on players with you, doesn't he? It's what you want from a winger, isn't it? It's what you want from a winger. Yeah. It's something that we haven't seen for maybe a long time, I think, since Patrick Roberts was here, I think. You know? He looks quicker, fitter, and more direct than Roberts, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Do you think, though, that, that that might push James Forrest on a bit more, or do you think about it's going to be ahead of Forrest? I think the news may be... 50-50, it's up to either one of them to like, stake a claim for, for their position. But, I mean, Forrest can play in either wing as well now. So it's a, a, mm-hmm. uh, Mikey was saying there about players positions. <coughs> I think, I've, I've said it as well, Paul, we play enough games for everybody to be kept happy with squad times and that kind of thing, but I don't know, James Forrest was saying it before, he, he plays a lot better when there is somebody snapping in his heels. So. Competition's the best thing for them, isn't it? Definitely, mate, uh, Welshy. So I hope when Roberts was here, but uh, Forrest played some of his best football. Forrest when Forrest when Roberts was here, so yeah, I mean, it's a good yeah. it's a good decision for do you know what I mean for them to be for Ange to have that decision to make? Do you know what I mean? Both two really good players. I think I said a couple of podcasts ago regarding that Abada when I first seen him against Michelin in the first thing. I mean he's got Scots and Clare written all over him like uh, for getting goals and, and assists and. Even like the penalty that he got the day, and that—that's just something that Sinclair would have nipped in and got in front of. And that—the only thing that annoyed me the whole day, uh, I think most people agree, was the fact that Edward got that penalty. Ah, uh, I don't think that was right either. McGregor should have stepped in and just gave it to Abada. 
the game was finished. Edwards finished at Celtic. Okay. Just like I said, just he didn't even celebrate either, did he? Edward, there wasn't even a bit of a celebration out of him when he went. You know, didn't even like, for me, he kind of still wants out of the club. Do you know what I mean? We kind of slowed down a bit when he kind of came on as well. Like, you know what I mean? We kind of slowed down. There just seemed to be less running up top and less closing down or something when Edward came on, wasn't there? It's just a lackluster. Like, Edward, just, but he's always been like that, so is he? He's just a lackluster guy, is he? Like the defenders are going to need to chase him about the pitch, like that. Um, like that style going the first half right up to when he was subbed. The, the, the defenders didn't care what they were doing. They didn't care where this guy was running. Yeah, that's what I think got happened with. Because it was some shift they put in, so it was Mikey. I think, like I said, when if, if, if it does end up Lovrich, Kyogo, and Abada, then. I kind of people say like would he be a striker? But I I I think R three. I think it'll just be interchanging. Like, I think it'll just be a three for. Yeah, that's what John Harrison said. Like the opposition players uh, won't know who who to pick up because the Celtic forwards can they can play in different positions and they're constantly changing. That the opposition won't know who they're picking up uh, during the game as well, Mikey. You know. Yeah, right. So that's what you want, is it? Yeah, he says Celtic have been too predictable for the last few seasons, passing it about the back, side to side, side to side, side to side. But I've talked about it for ages, like regarding wingers, and you, uh, you can't hear a good team without wingers, and it's proved it this season already, when you've got wide men. And I said that the season, didn't he? he said when he first came in, he said his philosophy was getting to the byline, getting the ball into the box. I mean, look at that, like, that, that bad is only 19 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, like, that's unbelievable. Like, uh, <laughs> he does it, but he looks as if he's been playing for years, doesn't he? Because he just, he just seems to have slotted in seamlessly into the team. I mean, we're talking about players coming in and hitting the ground, but the guys like we're talking about like experiences. Joe Arthur, they'll come in and hit the ground running. But for me, Abad has done the exact. Kyogo, they've just done the exact same thing as well, which is good. A really good thing because especially the guy coming from Japan, he thought he'd maybe take a bit of time to settle in, but he's looked as if he's played here for years. Sometimes I take a pinch of salt. Enthusiasm for them, you know, they make a mistake and stop me. It's just, no. I mean, look at the chances Kyogo missed today. Mm-hmm. There again. You know, it's it's, it's just like, oh well, that one is gone. Let's move on. There's no getting the headphones or anything else. It's enthusiastic, constantly trying to keep me present. It's like he loves to ski. He tries on scoring goals. Like, don't they? That, that that's what that that's what gives him. Like any time I watched him, the highlights. He nearly scores a goal nearly every game. Like he always seems to be there. Like I think he could be a great signing for Celtic. From what I've I've saw of him the last two games, you know, I always I always take players' comments with a pinch of salt when they're coming from the club that I play for. But Iniesta did say in an interview that he's one of the best players he's played with, and mark him up players he's played with. I always, I, you always think I have a pinch of salt because obviously he's playing more and he's got his move and he's t- he tell him when Celtic came in for him it's a no-brainer for him to move in that but based on the first few games I mean it's hard to disagree with what Iniesta's saying like Avery's movement and that but even at that Iniesta did, he didn't need to come out and say like hype him up it's that, that much do you know what I mean it's, a, yeah. it's, no, it's no being like a publicity kind of stunt he's coming out with a sound bite he's, I think he's actually meant it and he took a few hard tackles as well today, and do you know what, he got up from them, do you know what he did? Yeah, do you know like There was a few tasty tackles in there the other day as well. 
That's half one, Ralston. Oh, that should be the red card. Yeah, that should be the, a, a red card. But look, I think we're always going to get them throughout the season. You know, but hopefully that uh, these decisions don't cost us games. Do you know what I mean? You know, that's that's the problem, isn't this? Hopefully, with two or three goals up by the time it, it comes to them, the dodgy decisions cost us games. I mean, that's it. Like, I mean, right, we've been on a bit. I'm we're not getting into it again, but conspiracies and stuff like that. But even on that performance today, there was not there was nothing any referee there was nothing, apart from the tackles that they like that, but there was nothing the referees could have done to help Dundee. Do you get what I mean? We weren't giving away silly free kicks. No. Box, like that. You know, it was a totally even the defence again. It's only Dundee, but and hopefully Welsh stays in the team Thursday night. Because to me that's the same kind of level as he was playing the day. That team, that, that Jack Blackett, or whatever it is, they're not any better than Dundee. We'll beat them about four or five, nothing I reckon, Thursday. Especially with a full house. Well, people in defence though, innit? But was that, Brian? It's a breath of fresh air, not having to talk about the defence and the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the, the, the best thing about today, is that, that we kept the clean sheets. They gave us, gave us confidence that we actually kept the clean sheet because we have been conceding a lot of goals recently and the clean sheet just gives the defences and, and, and the keeper. I know Joe Hart's new, he's only new into it, but it does give us a, a bit of confidence that we kept the clean sheets from the day, doesn't it? But for me, Joe Hart's right, I mean, I'm right away, we were talking about it the other night, the first corner is a game, mm-hmm. but he was bowling and shouting and organising the defence, things like that. See, I mean, even Joe Hart just being in the goal and doing that job is a <coughs> massive, massive improvement in what we're used to. But a bit, it'll give the defenders a bit of confidence as well. I mean, Joe Hart, yeah. Joe Hart will be keeping Young Welsh. He'll be keeping him in positioning and things like that. So that will help Welsh progress as well. That's the thing I, I found with uh, with the defence today, Mark. That they went all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Like when Bisa was there, Starfield was kind of in the kind of fucking Bisa's position in in the back line. Now he was covering Taylor, but. Today they actually looked more steady. Like, do you think maybe Hart has kind of had an impact there, like on their positioning? I think Hart will have, and I think Starfield will as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just between the two, it'll be making sure that things that people are stunning in the right place and covering the right bits of the park and things like that, which we've never seen from Bain or uh, Barkas. No, no, it, it it does like it. it you give you confidence too, like knowing that you have a keeper behind you who's going to back orders at you if you do something wrong. Do you know what I mean? You know, they, it's a case of doing something wrong though, is it? It's a case of telling somebody where they need to be. Yeah. You know, you know that, that, you know, let's see these things before they happen. You know, and, that, that's and, and one thing you're saying about Joe Hart is he's, he's experienced, he's, and he's not quiet, he's, he's got to where he is in his career because of the way he is. You know, and, 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 and he can only help. I'm not saying he's going to be the best goalkeeper we've ever had, but He's actually experienced in the way he can, he can talk to people and position-wise and what have you. He, he obviously knows his stuff, and that can only help it. And, and, and he'll have gained that respect already. You know, Aye, you somebody, somebody, somebody shouts him and tells him something, they'll wait a minute, that's Joe Hart. So, you know, it's, it's, it, that can only help. It's one of these signings that as soon as he's walked in the dressing room, a, a lot of young boys are going to be a bit, oh, wow, that's Joe Hart. And even though they're playing for Celtic, they're playing Champions League games, it's still a guy a few years ago was England's number one keeper. Well, Mark, we said it too as well, like that. He'd help uh, 
himself and James McCarthy will help uh, Callum McGregor as well. Yeah, he's another leader in, in, within the team. Senior players, the young players, yeah. listen, listen to them and learn from them. Exactly. Sorry, I think what I loved the day at the end of the game as well was what Carl McGregor did at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah. He pulled in the, the grip and he was obviously saying, look, this is the level that we want to be at. Every, this is what this is the, the level that we didn't can drop to here. That, yeah. I, I thought that was a really good It was, was really. one. It was, it, it was kind of a, a unity that we didn't see last season within the squads. We didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's what's good about McGregor. McGregor needs to put, like, Brown's gone, he's done. He's yeah, exactly. He's done his own thing. Like, McGregor needs to put a stamp on his end. Like, he's, the, he's the man now, yeah. He's the yeah. captain. He runs the show, I like, guess. Yeah. And but to be fair, he's questioned some of the tackles as well today with the referee as well. Like, he stood up, like, in fairness to him, didn't he, McGregor? Do you know what I mean? Who the tackling you know? got on tops that, that yeah. holiday? I mean, how, I don't even know. Some of you in the chat might go tell us. Did that tackle even get cited by the SFA? No, no. No, I mean, no. how could that? I just don't understand. Uh, like, unless there's certain rules that I'm missing here. Like, but how could that not be the, 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 Because what I was saying, Mark, is because uh, Madden gave the free kick. Do you say that to make it? Make it. Yeah. You'll change it a while back. I've seen. Like, like, Maybe it changed out so, but it hasn't changed up in Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, but I was saying as well when we were talking about the bad tackles, and they were talking about these fans getting into fans media and that again, no getting into conspiracy theories. But I'd like to see somebody ask Ange that's like, the tackle on McGregor in the Hearts game, the tackle on Ralston the day. Ask Ange what he thinks about. This. See, that's it, Mark. The commentators, the interviewing them don't ask that, do they? No, you know? it's, uh, that's what I, I, that's the kind of thing I would ask if they'd ask me into like the fan media. I wouldn't begin on about the, the refs are all masons and things like that. I just say, what do you think, what do you think happened? What do you think of the tackles? The one on McGregor and the one on Ralston. Have you ever seen tackles like that? Any other leagues that don't get punished? Mm-hmm. And do you know what I, before the match started, and it's been a while since we saw it, as, um, you know, it was only 20,000 in there today, but it fed like a full house and they were singing, you never walk alone. And I actually got goosebumps. Listening to the Celtic fans again singing inside the stadium. It's going to be a massive improvement. You know, wait till Welsh comes in, I suppose. You know? But you've got a picture for any of the games, Welshie? So basically, I get the affiliation in Ireland. We've got the club with all those season books. 500 books, you get six tickets. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, he kicked off a wee bit himself about it, but. When things are, the way things are going now, it sort of like doesn't really matter anymore, does it? So we'll all be back in soon. And are you able to get back in you now? The next game is, is your isolation period going to be over? Or? Well, I'll be up for this Monday. Up for what? I'll be up for this Monday. My, my, it's going to be my first one back. Well, but you, you. you going to be out on Thursday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I'll, I'm. Back to work tomorrow. Obviously, we've been off for this wisdom take off. So, uh, as it stands there, I'll 100% be at the match. Yeah. Good stuff. You know, it's, I think I, I think we'll um, we try again with the uh, with the fans. Like if we played where we did play today, the fans will get behind Celtic. Do you know what I mean? Like the fans will get behind Celtic anyway. Last season for me, comes with the attitude and, and the way things with Lennon and everything else went. 
And it's like people talk about process and stuff like that. Everybody's got to be right behind that because we can see the type of guy he is and we can see the type of what he's trying to implement and stuff like that. There's not a chance anybody's going to get on their back. You know, this is a new era. Everybody's behind the, the team, so to speak. I can't see it being any different, you know. And, and his, his, his philosophies, you know, talking about calling it the, the bad tackles and stuff like that, I get the impression with Ange that I don't care what everybody else does, it's what we do that matters. And that's, and that's what he's going to do. I mean, what if McGregor got his ankle broke last week, Welshie? Oh, no, I'm not, not disputing that. No, I'm not going to mean any complete crazy Just what his, his opinion on the tackles, on, on his own players, because he's come out himself and said, I'll back my players, even if I think they're underhanging. He's come out with that kind of Why is he not keep saying these tackles on my players are getting a bit out of hand? We've had, we've had one in one in one in real one really bad one in each game. No, I'll take that, I'll take that. Okay. the next game we we have uh, the King Bar our next game in the Scot- Scotland is, is against Hearts. Are, are you confident that they, they beat us on the the fourth game of the season? Like with with Kyle Gorgon we in the starting lineup, would you be confident in beating Hearts that we 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 take Hearts apart? Say I'll go pump Hearts in the next game, and I'll be similar to this game. I don't know what anybody says there. After what happened after that game in the press, in the talking, and even Craig Gordon where he's pushing the press and that as well about Celtic and that. There didn't even need to be a team talking that 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 game, eh? So I mean, they, like you say, they they've had their ninety minutes, eh? And like I say, next Sunday, three o'clock kick off again. Like I say, the hearts. I would be very surprised if it's no four, at least three or four, next Sunday again. I think it's right, Mikey. We said as well, we made a good chances to beat last other week and just didn't do it. Gelled a bit more, a bit. The teams all getting to know people better. We've got some better newer players in that, and I, I think you're right. I think we'll pump them. Up. It's Celtic Park, isn't it? Yeah, it's a park, isn't it? Ah, definitely, then I definitely. Yeah, Sixty thousand in the ground, eh? Yeah. No, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Like you said, the toxic atmosphere that they think they can create a time time talk carpet on that, and like you said, all the comments that came out after that game, there shouldn't even need to be a team talk. Well, what went on after that game, like, yeah, it was like they'd won the league after one game, eh? I know. So, like you say, that type of game will take care of itself. They're, they're thinking hearts. I, but I, I said before, we played hearts, the, the game before, when I, I said on the podcast, I thought hearts was going to win. But it was just because of the state of Celtics defence and what was going on. And I was right. But if you play beat on in that against hearts, again, then... <laughs> yeah, if you play beat on Edward against hearts, again, <laughs> we're not going to score goals, are we? Really? Can't <laughs> like, <laughs> so, no, think was back in either. I mean, Celtic mm-hmm. are starting to get more of a settled team now. I, I still think there'll be a right back and a left back in by next Sunday, as well. It seems like, to be surprised everyone as well that Roger was was included there, wasn't it? I thought Roger actually played quite yeah. well. Like I said, I, I mean, Roger's probably in again. I've been on him, not on his back, but I just say that how it is. Ned and I actually rate him as a settled player. Like, but you've got to give the guy credit just on his performances today. He he was actually quite good today. Like he's yeah. passing and he's. he's like he, he, he took his pass as well as well, indeed, Roger. It was like an odd Roger that we saw. I mean, he, that he's able to pass the ball and, and stuff. We know what he can do, like, you know what I mean? 
Paul was team passing, so was it? it was like, yeah. The way that the way they it, it was just crisp, was it? Bang, bang, bang. Like it was near. It wasn't just like side to side, back to the defender, like back up to like Scotland, no. back again to the centre back. It was there was purpose in it. Like I felt every time Celtic were going forward today, it was, it was like there was going to be a chance. And you know what we saw as well, and Mark, we spoke as well with, with Barry in the last podcast, is, is that Hart makes his own, he, he made his own decisions when to pass the ball to the back line and when to kick the ball clear, because that's the experience as well from Joe Hart saying that I know the, the back line is under pressure, I'm not going to pass the ball out, and he did clear the ball a few times on, on his own accord, didn't he, Joe Hart? I've been that again, maybe Angie's tail, I'm just like. For, maybe Andrew's tell him to just use his own judgment in these kind of situations, but I mean, there, he's, I wouldn't say he's no fancy when he's getting the ball. No, either, which at least he kind of even knows his own limitations at the end. But he's doing, he's not made any mistakes, even made, well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, lump in the throat kind of mistakes and dodgy passes that don't reach the up reach a man and things like that. So, just, if he wants to boot it to fuck out the park, let him, do you know what I mean? That's, as long as it's in our net, that's the only thing I've got. But. I see, going back to what Michael was saying a minute ago, you know, talking about the uh, way chances going forward and the, the predictability we were going stuff like The difference in that for me is moving. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you can play 10 men behind the ball against 10 men. We, we've been guilty of it for the last few seasons. Even under Rodgers, we've just been good enough to break teams down. But... It's not always the case of breaking the team. You need movement. Kyogo, yeah. Abada, even Christie, you know, Rogic, there was movement. You know, there was the just there was the static, it was good to watch. You know, it's it's, it's offering options for for dropping deep, going forward, going wide, whatever it might be. It was just I don't know, I just Did you have to did you have that movement that's pulling all the defence or other place and leaving Exactly. It's making the gaps, Mark. That's what I said, Mark. Uh, it's also when he has to the pass coming up with a ball. You're not just waiting for the ball to get punted back and then we start again. Kyogo was getting stuck in. Right. He was stopping it coming. You know, he was stopping that. It was, you know, it was, that, that was great. Well, I, I, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping the pin back if you can. I think what I was surprised with that Kyogo the day when a ball came in for a corner. Did anybody hear how high that boy can jump? Oh. I think he was, I think that guy will score a few hitters as well, like, yeah. Never noticed it, Mikey. Oh, like that guy's. I think he's. He's not just going to be just a one-trick pony. Like he'll score all types of goals. That guy, like this. Looks like, spoke about it before, like something a wee bit special, isn't it? That, that kind of look about him that he'll, he'll produce in big games. And when we're needing a goal, he's the type of player to pull a goal anywhere for you. Kind of idea. The thing is, well, is he's, he's got to be so unpredictable for people. Not just that they don't know him, it's the fact that he moves about so much. You know, he's, he doesn't just dot on the centre half, he doesn't just wait for the ball to come to him, he's, he's all over the place. There's no point in doubling up on him with defenders, because he's just going to take no. defenders away from their positions. People don't know where they go, where they go with him, so that's no. great. Breath of fresh air. It's good to see as well, uh, in the last wee while, I think that UEFA are going to take against that Czech team that we were playing on Thursday, when Celtic scored their fourth goal for the, their supporters, and that were caught on giving it the monkey noises and that at sorrow. On um on a Thursday, so they're going to get take to task for that again. So Celtic deserve to give them a pump in anyway, just for the fans' behaviour on Thursday with the racist chanting and that. Like after the fourth goal went, and that's the first I've heard about that, Mikey. Yeah, it's got it's, it's on Twitter and that. You can you can hear the noises in the crowd there. Eh? Shocking man. 
cunts want to grow up. Oh, he said, well, like, well, remember what Well, we kind of like he said, obviously a Czech team, the same like with the players on the pitch with Blaine Kamara last season. Yeah. So it's just obviously Eastern European countries that are. There's a problem here. Until UEFA actually comes in on clubs like this and actually start banning them in competition and stuff, then nothing's going to change, yeah. That's what they should do. See, like that team we're playing, they should just be about the tournament and we progress. That's, that's what should happen. That's, like you said, that's it's, the way they're going to stamp out. And even, even, I know a lot of the Italian teams in that have deals a bit like that as well. doesn't matter if you're a big Italian team or no. If your fans are going to behave like that, you're out of our tournament. And then the fans would say, you know what I mean? I just probably did a wee riot about it or that, but eventually the fans will get the message if we keep doing this for out of the year. Well, like I say, it can't just be coincidence. It's always teams for that neck of the woods that get hauled over the coals for this, like, eh? No. So, like, you know, what about... In Bulgaria, didn't you? There was a group of them just in there just to, just to deliberately put the racist comments out, wasn't there? Remember when they were going to walk off? Aye, aye. There was folk... Weren't even supporters of the team, weren't it? No, they just came down, they all, they all bandied it in one, one, one bit, and it was a little bit just trying to cause struggle. It's definitely, they're, they're not doing enough to stamp it out. Nobody really is, even in Scotland and down in England. It's just, and it just I, like I said, I, I don't like talking about a mark and that, and then, like you said, it's negativity, but I think it's because it's that severe and it's obviously involving self. I need there's need to be a sad discussion on it. Yeah? Like it says, because like it says, it's, over the years it's just been swept under the carpet, is it? Kind like it says, and like the my best mates, like it says, he's African descent and he's had it for years. But like we've been to Italy, like it says, for whole life. And we've never had any bother me and Jonas together. But right, Italy, especially in the lower divisions, is rife with it just now as well. Oh, I shot myself in Rome. <laughs> I won't I won't care to be honest I've shot myself in Rome <laughs> well, like I say in Rome they've got a different style because they go up on mopeds with Stanley knives to attach the sticks aye I can tell there was there was knives and guns about 100 yards away from me and told to run <laughs> uh, that, that sounds a bit right actually yeah. that was a slow night for them to <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I could run so quick <laughs> especially with that amount of drink in you well I'll tell you he was delighted to get man to match, weren't he? When the, when the camera went down to him when he got man to match, he, he, he was really, he's a player who kind of really loves football and and stuff like that, isn't, isn't he? It's a class, it's a class thing with the Japanese yeah. players, isn't it? Even yeah, he his head in that, it's like a privilege to them. Yeah, to like be in that situation. A real, a real honour, isn't it, to get like man of the match for them? You know, I mean, he did he put in some shift to see when he was like, I mean, when was it? It wasn't just about his hat trick, yeah, exactly, Mark. It wasn't about his hat trick. It was just the work rate that he did. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't stop, like did he? You've got to get half the boys. Well, he's taking himself out his comfort zone. You know, he's he's come over to Celtic. And he's just, you know, I know it's early days, but he's just embraced that, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he really has. Like, he really took it with an honour, as you said, Mark, and think, and it's, it's like a Japanese thing, like, it's an honour, like, you know? Pretty scores are going for the 60,000 fans. You'll know, know what's happening. Yeah, I, I, I don't think about everybody else, like, but even when, like, the cameras went on, and he was, like, acknowledging the crowd and, like, bowing and that, it just brought a smile to your face. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember last night, like, even that game the day. 
like just watching Celtic play, like that's how the fans were wanting it. It's not like we've got a an attitude where like we should be winning like this inferior, like we should be must be doing this. We just want commitment on the pitch. That's how the fans have wanted for the, for the last few years, and finally it's actually happening. And um, oh, they play a bit as well, which is a bonus. Change the best to discuss it, Mark. Like it's been a long time since we we saw a Celtic team play. You know, instead of passing the ball back, passing it back all the time. Even under Brendan Rodgers, it was becoming yeah. monotonous and boring. The team's figured out eventually, doesn't it, Mark? So, like, that's it, like, if you, like, I think what Andrew's style, and it's going to be nigh impossible to figure out because the players just interchange. Like, the players, it's just from the midfield up to attack. It's, like I say, the day it just looked like a free-for-all. But the players are embracing that, aren't they? I mean, we talk about the house and we talk about Taylor. You know, they might not be the greatest players in the world, but they're embracing what's trying to happen and they're trying to harvest. You know, everybody's trying to implement the way that Ange wants to play, and that's great. Can you get the feeling that they're playing for the manager again? I think playing as a team, playing as a unit, him and the manager are all working together for the one goal kind of thing. So I've no that kind of feeling for a while either. When we've all watched Celtic, and how many years has it been, even with the nine and all, that we've sat and watched Celtic and the whole 90 minutes, every time they went up the pitch, it looked like they were going to score? Not very often. No, not very often. I was under Brendan Rodgers as well, like you say, like say near the, especially near the end of his tenure. It was just boring, side to side boring football. Yeah. And like you say, it's the first, this, this could be a season and a half, like you say, after that Hearts game. Obviously, there was going to be negativity after that, but the people say, oh, it's only Dundee. I wasn't there just because it was Dundee. It was the performance of the, the, the team as a whole. Eh? That's why I said, Mark, once this team starts scoring, Mark, and they get used to it, there's going to be no one stopping Celtic. And, and you see today, Mark, more so than the rest of the games, how they actually are getting together with more training sessions under Ange and working with Ange. The team is getting better and better each game. We're still, we're still going to improve at this point. We're going, yeah. to, we're going to get more players in. Players are still learning the learning off the engine. So, even, I mean, that was just a bit like you said there. It doesn't matter if it was Dundee. Right? I, we did expect... The way we played, yeah. We did expect Celtic to beat Dundee, but we weren't expecting them to beat them like that. So... Just as we get forward and the team gels more and gets more used to, used to it and into things and that. <coughs> so I'm like you said, like, we didn't stop for 90 minutes. We kept going for 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was even one of the games where everything you hit went in the back of the net either. You know, there was, there was chances missed. That could have been an half three or four or five. It was just to kept going. There was the chances were there. We tried to miss them and go back again. It was just the, the pace. The pace of the team just looked completely different to it. had been for a long time. But the, the biggest game of the month is going to be at the end of the month uh, away to Rangers do you think maybe Rangers fans are kind of sweating themselves now after seeing this performance and then seeing their performance yesterday against uh, Dundee United Mikey well they've lost two games they've lost two games in a row mm-hmm. Malmo are fish mm-hmm. like, uh, like you say Dundee United are better than Malmo yeah. so like you say they've got a funny feeling that they'll, they might still skate through on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever they're playing them but then they're up against Olympiacos or Luda the Great Rasgar so they'll get pumped to it anyway. And like you say, because the fans are back now, exactly. they, the serial, everybody can are going to bottle it again anyway. That's what I mean. Like you say, and as soon as the, if it's 0-0 or they go one nothing down, with their fans in the ground and that, they'll shake themselves, yeah. 
And like he says, the, the fans will be on their back again. And well, kind of what happens when they've got fans on the ground? They didn't win none. And it'll be, it's, it's, it'll be the same against this year. We need to get back here. I've always said it. It's, it doesn't matter what they do, but we do. No. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, let them win every game of the season or let them know where every game, whatever it might be. See if we're up for the challenge and we're, we're playing well, then we should beat everybody. It's, it should be, always be about us and how we perform. You know, we shouldn't be relying on them dropping points and everything else. We should be saying, we've got to do these. Everybody, I don't just mean them, everybody we play, we should be up for it, we should be able to beat them. So that's what I said, Mark. If we get 1% of a chance before we hit the game, we have an advantage already. On the team. And that's what Ange well, kind of brings to the team in this. That's when he's talking about the sports science outside the house, yeah. but mm-hmm. he'll do anything he needs to do to give his team an advantage, no matter what it is. I'm not scared they're going to I at the end of the month. But even, I think we're even at an advantage, Moses, because of our fitness levels this season. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, when's the last time you saw us that they can go for 90 minutes? Do you know what I mean? Fitness levels, even down to, like... It's a new, it's a new idea. It's like again, yeah. We're going in there. Maybe Angie's already got a plan in place. At some kind of master stroke, you know, what I mean? for these kind of games, we don't know that yet. Do you get what I mean? Maybe if something up his sleeve is going to blow Jared out the water with all his, the way he's planning his team. So I think it was the master stroke today, dropping Zaro. Their front players will rip their defence to shreds. Mark, I think it was the the, the main thing today was dropping Zaro. That was an attacking lineup today. Like, it was as Mike said, there's no need for us to be playing Zara in in half these um, teams in in Scotland. We should be scoring goals and attacking these teams. And we showed today, like when we attack teams, we're unstoppable. Like, and we will be unstoppable. I think, you know. Oh, as I said, we just need to get a couple of fullbacks in. Mhm. Well, if Edward goes and just see what's happening up with that situation, whether he's going to bring in another striker or that boy that Mikey's talking about playing the wing or whatever, but once the team's up and running, I don't see. I don't. I'm not saying we're, we're going to. I'm not saying 100 we'll win the league, but we're in a lot better position than we were a couple of years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Still get McCarthy to come into the team, plus any signings and that. Sort. It's looking good. If we play like the day, like for the rest of the season, there's no many teams in Scotland will be open. It's the fact. The fact of the matter is, the way we play today means we can't play like that. Exactly. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's it's not a case that you know, that was the absolute thing. That was that was boys <laughs> as they were told to play, and as they were told to play, everybody putting the effort in. You know, and if that if they can keep that up all season, then, then things look good. Well, I mean, that's the benchmark. Yeah, that's what we were saying, Mark. It's getting better and better today, like, wasn't it? Yeah. Even if they go and struggle, struggle against Jablonet, win one nothing. we've got to say, what happened to the team that played in Saturday? Do you get what I mean? This is going kind of, even the new where we're still saying we still need players, we still need more time. They're still putting some performance today to set the benchmark of what we're expecting and they should be expecting to see for the rest of the season. That's, that's where the credit comes in for the manager, because they're all playing the way he wants them to play. I bang on, and they seem to be buying into it. They seem to be playing for the playing for the team, playing for the match. That's the difference in this. Where that more so than that, that they're they're playing for the manager. They're buying into what he's doing. Like these Celtic players, I say, Mark as well last season knew that they could do this, and they were restricted by Lennon by doing this. Even going back to Christie, for all we know, him and Andrew had a talk, and they've said, 
ever I sold out any safety, he said to Andrew, look, if you pick me, I'll give you 100%. While I'm here, I'll play for you and do as well as I can. Do you know what I mean? If Christie's putting in the performances after he's, the way he's acting, what's the younger players going to going to see like the younger guys ain't even get a chance yet? What's he going to be? They'll be biting at the bit. They want to go on that as well and show Ange and show them what they can do and show that he's making them better players. Mm-hmm. Well, what we did see today from Ange was that on the way we did 17 minutes when we were, up, we were both 4 or 5 up, he took off 10 and he ball on Montgomery. That's what we were kind of asking for after gradually bring these young players into the team and, and that was a good example of, of what we were saying back to bring the young players and want it up the game is over start giving these young players a run do you know what I mean? Aye ex- that's exactly what we've been saying for months mm-hmm. it's the only way they're going to get better is playing games you know and will this be the same team next week or, or do you think there'll be changes against the back? Or do you think he'll go more or less the same? I think he'll go the same, but I think Montgomery might start. Mm-hmm. I think that'll yeah. probably be the, the only change he would make for starting 11 the day, but maybe put Montgomery at left back. You can't really uh, drop Welsh again for Beaton, can you? I say that. You better than you think about dropping Welsh for Beaton again. Even what we're saying about young, young players playing games, we know that Welsh is capable of playing that jabbling if we wouldn't see any of them. So there's no reason for Beaton to come back in there Thursday night. The young lad never let us down. He proved no. Mitchell Anthony when he came out and can play in there. So against this mob, for certainties, we're 4 2 up. Do you get what I mean, sir? That's, what it, that's the, these kind of games, even in Europe, that these young players should be playing in as well. Well, do you think, yes, his time was up at Celtics, considering he actually can't get a look, you know, and Edward seems to be ahead of him now as well? Yeah, he's not exactly a, 
a game changer, a changer for me. I just don't see what he brings. Not even a Yeti. Like I, I can't see Griffiths get getting injured at the moment either. You know. Uh, I think you should be trying. I do have my Mhm. Exactly. I don't see Griffiths. I don't see how Griffiths would fit into Ange's style of playing. Just everything else he's been on. I just. I think Celtic maybe even be regretting giving him that year's extension. I mean, just he's hardly any pre-season. I think because our squad was so limited, Mark, at the time, and that's why Griffiths got that, that one-year extension. I think you might be right. I want to you know, and that's the only day twist. Do you know what I mean? You know, it must be like. But the boys in the forum were talking about, you know, what type of striker you bring in. You, you need somebody who's going to change the. You know, if things are no going right, maybe a big target man. Somebody was mentioned about a Hearts and type player or something like that. But you need somebody who's willing to sit on the bench because he's only going to come on when shit hits a fan, basically. So you need, you need, but you need. To me, if it's, if it's. If you've got to play that certain way, that's great. But you can't play that for 90 minutes and things are no going right. Sometimes he's a game changer. I get he's no it. Edward's no it. To me, you know, we need a big, bulky set of forwards who, who can come in and change the game. Do you think Ange would do that? I don't think he... I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that he would do stuff on the way. I mean, we all know Rogers was... Rogers was sick to save for loss for 90 minutes. And sometimes you just need to think, either you're 1-0 down or whatever it might be, and it's like, get this ball in the box and try and get us a goal. I know what you're saying, just get the target man pumping the long balls into the box, crosses into the box, but the way Andrew spoke, I think he's going to be a bit like Rogers and stick... Stick to his plan kind of idea. I don't think he. I think he's that type of man. Well, I think he he's stuck in the way he plays football, and and that's where he kind of stuck the way he plays football over the years. He kind of will change it. Think the idea just just. Well, that's the case, and it's another fast set of forward, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the Ralston up centre forward if he was struggling. Ralston <laughs> <laughs> Alves. <laughs> to be fair though, that goal today was a rocket, like was it? In cool. fairness, he's two goals, like you know what I mean. He's two goals. Yeah, you know, I think he's. Really, I know he's not going to be a thing, but he, he's actually becoming a player like who who really has has taken to what I'm just kind of saying to him, isn't he? You know. I'm looking at Bobby so. Because he wasn't going to be first choice, he wasn't going to be guaranteed to start the games and things like that. 
And I just don't think Nisbet will leave Hibs to sit on the Celtic bench. He's too good a player to come and sit on your bench as well. You look at somebody like Giroud, he's been that he's been the benchmark for that type of player the last couple of seasons, hasn't he? But there's not many of them knocking about, especially their price rate. No, there's a lot of players out there again that would be happy to come in and sit on the bench. Maybe either gonna go like really young, do you know what I mean? Like a right nineteen, twenty year old, or you're gonna go to the other end of the spectrum and it's somebody in their thirties. But for me players in between that they shouldn't be they should be happy to sit on the bench. Get big Diego Costa and he'll do a job for a season. <laughs> Imagine him playing against Rangers. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but he's he's not played with anybody for December or something, isn't he? No. Yeah, you know. He's had the chance of getting him, and again, it's obviously it's just paper talking. Just people like. Can you imagine like getting that guy fit even at thirty two? How many how many goals that he would score? <laughs> you get him fit. I don't know. Like say, but on, Alan Thompson game, wouldn't he send off his first uh, uh, Celtic Rangers game? He wouldn't take any any smash off from anyway, wouldn't he? You know. Just wanted to t- touch on Griffiths. Um, I was speaking to Jonas earlier, and obviously he's been speaking to the guys on the podcast for United and that, and that um, Lord Shankland's feigned injury yesterday. They get out of playing against Rangers to force a move through to Belgium. Um, hip injury. Yeah, Sam Courts came out and said that was a hip injury, wasn't it? He's, he's trying to force through a move. But the rumour is, um, I think they're getting nearly 700,000 for Shankland. And the rumour is that they're going to be bringing Griffiths on, Griffiths in on loan. Because they all year and they'll give them a contract at the end of loan if it's successful. No, I wouldn't be complaining about that. I'd, I would just offer them the first uh, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was just, I, that's just what I heard in the last few hours. Like, there's a high chance that he's going to go to Dundee United to play Shank and that's the way to Belgium the day. I mean, do you think Seagrass would be happy to come in and be our number two? Uh, I, he's a, I, I think he would come in and be a number two, yeah. Because he's going to be the station. Like, maybe, he'll, he'll, maybe he'll get the cup games. How know. old is, is Seagrass? Uh, Twenty-seven. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Like, would he would he want to come in as number two? Like, would would he? Well, again, for Mikey saying there, we could say you'll be our you'll be our goalkeeper for the cup games, the League Cup, the Scottish Cup. Now that's the point I want to bring up. Like, do you think Angemark will will utilise his squad throughout the season that he rotates players throughout the squad? So we won't tire like we did last season. Aye. Definitely, hundred percent. I think he will, Paul. Mm-hmm. As the season's going on, I think you'll see like a lot more of the younger players like getting chances during the game because it just it's back to. I mean, the, the amount of games Cal McGregor played for us over the last few years, and that he should he should play that amount of games. See, even if he has fit enough to do that, the toll that's going to take on his body is time. It's going to affect. Do you know what I mean? There's no way he should be playing that amount of games.
I just can't see at, at the moment James Forrest getting into this team the way Abadell's played. I, I, I really can't see. I, I don't see any reason for... Because I think James Forrest isn't the player as he used to be. I, I don't see him attacking defences the way we've seen Abadell has done since he's came to Celtic. You know? The, the worst thing that can happen there is we're talking about William Aubrey's possibly coming in or we're talking about Christie's contract and whatever. The, the worst thing that can happen to you is, is, is Christie goes at the end of the window and we don't replace him. Somebody's in a position. So, so it's like, like Mark was saying before, it's either sign a new contract or it's you know, move on and let's get somebody in. You know, and, and in all fairness as well, as you, you look at Christie, he's played left wing, he's played right wing. He, he's, he's never really fitted into a, a, a normal position where he would, he would stay. You know, it's, it's we've got people players in, in certain positions. If we're going to play the way Andrew needs to play, it's going to be Christie on the left wing. Fair enough, game with you, blah, 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 and make us sign on. But if it's no, get Shaw and get somebody in. We, we really need to get somebody in the sense of that left-hand side. That's it. Like it's really, We do really need someone on the left-hand side because it's, it's still the, the unknown. As well, Mark, if, as what uh, Brian said, like, we still don't know what, what Christie's future is at Celtic and, you know. Mark, you there? So I am here, Paul. Yeah. By the time the window closes, Paul, we need to have a first-choice player for every position on that bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there shouldn't be, oh, he'll dare us here, he'll dare it. We've got to have, like, a first-choice player to fit every position. If players that aren't going to be here, they sh- we should be getting them out and even... I mean, what kind of fees is this Loverage guy, Mikey? Five million, is it, Mike, I think? Yeah, I think it's 4.5 million, yeah. And the club have stated that they wouldn't take a penny less, so. It's a bit of a wedge, right? You know, but we could have that now anyway. We get these players shift out. I don't doubt. For me, Christy will only be here in Edward when the window closes. I'll be totally amazed if either of them are. But we've got to keep. We've got to Iron money, let alone Edward money, have we? There should be money available. The frim, frimpong money. I mean, Pong, you know, that's 15 million, but there still should be enough there to get these players in the new. And then again, that's forcing, forcing Christie's hand as well. If he's sitting there to be a smart ass with Celtic or whatever, or contracts and that, if Celtic buy in somebody to play in that position, it's saying to him, we've got somebody to replace you. Go, go, when you go now. What's that? That's it. Um, I'm sorry, I've got a bit of feedback because Arthur Cogley's released the statement regarding Christie. Oh. Um, well, well, don't go into a reporter on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, he's like the park. Mike, he's like the park, eh? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not. In the, in the press conference, he was asked about Ryan Christie's future. And he replied, I don't think I need to twist his arm. If this doesn't convince him, I don't think anything can. But that's it, Mark, right? That's it. No shit, like... Throwing the gauntlet down into that. Yeah. But that's it, Chris. Like, if, you're, if you don't want to buy into what I'm doing at Santa Care and the way we're playing, uh, it suits Christie the way we're playing because it's fast. But it's up to Christie now, Mark. It's in Christie's hands, isn't it? Well, feeding between the lines here, if you make it out there, it's a... Uh, Celtic's got an offer, a contract offer on the table to him. Exactly. He's saying, you know, he's not going to convince him. But do you know what I mean? Quote unquote to sign. I don't know who it will. So I've yeah. an offer on the table first. 
it's up to him again whether he wants to stay here. Maybe seen the seen the light kind of thing, and he's no got, got any offers for teams at maybe the kind of level that he was expecting. So maybe he's thinking to himself, "Am I better staying here?" The teams who are after him, like Crystal Palace, Burnley, they're not bigger than Celtic, Mark. Oh. I mean, they're not going to be playing York the highest level that week and offer Christie. If Christie, richer than Celtic. That doesn't mean. That's the problem. That's what it is. Is money? Does it? I mean, there no many clubs in that Premier League that are bigger than Celtic. It's just. Well, what would he get off Barney, Mark? An extra twenty thousand, maybe fifty thousand. Would he get? Bro, well, if he was looking for thirty-five off Celtic, he'd definitely get that off Burnley. Again, is 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 he young enough to do what I would think? I years doing and using Brentford as a step up. I mean, what age is Christie now? 27 or something like that? No, he's waiting for his big money move, that's what it is, isn't it? Do you think that's what it is? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, we all know, it's a short career. I'm not going to knock anybody for better mm-hmm. themselves financially, but, you know, there's, there's ways to go about it, isn't there? Uh, that's one thing I give James Forrest, Mark, is that he, 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 he never really came out and looked for a move, did he, James Forrest? No, you know, no, we talk with Celtic through and through, like, and it's it's about his James Forrest and and it's the same about Cal McGregor too. Like, it's it's been about Celtic, like that they want to play for Celtic, like, and Christie, like the balls in Christie's court. No, you either want to be like these lads and play for the club and not money. I think you know, I think with Forrest there was one like one contract season, I think, yeah. One time his contract was getting renewed and there was there was a bit there was a thing that he maybe no sign it and maybe look to move on. But if he did sign it, they must have sorted out the problems. I mean, fair play. I mean, he has had offers for England a few years. Spurs were really interested in him. Mm-hmm. In Newcastle as well. Uh, there was somebody else that... I think he actually said he spoke to them. I can't... But maybe Aston Villa. That may be them. But he, says, he has had chances to move on and get bigger wages probably. And he's stuck here. I mean, I'm not saying stuck, I mean stuck by here, stuck ways kind of idea. I don't mean he's stuck here, because, you know what I mean, it's not... No. He saw that Celtic was the better option for him, Mark, really, like, didn't he? Yeah. You know, is there anything you would have changed to the, to Ralston, 
played a good few games, but there's always always a mistake in there as well, isn't there? But mm-hmm. I'd still stick with Alston. He deserves to start on Thursday night because we saw that today when when, when Dundee were kind of across the board, that Sheridan was on, was kind of tried to get onto Taylor. Do you know that they seem to be crossing the ball over towards Taylor's direction as well, like targeting him, kind of idea. Yeah. But maybe I mean, it doesn't seem very good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like you there. Sorry, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be five minutes. That's just somebody chopping at my door. Ain't no bother, Mikey. Yeah. Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Sunday. <laughs> I don't think Mikey stays out in the middle of nowhere, sir. I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses are out in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't turn up, man. We didn't turn up anywhere to a cruise. <laughs> I, I agree. I think... Uh, Montgomery, I'd like to see Montgomery get a run and see what he can do because I think he's faster than Taylor getting up and down that ring. And Montgomery seems a bit, is, is he a bit taller than, than Taylor as well? I think Montgomery is. Ah, uh, he's, tall, he's taller than him, aye. I mean, a bit bowling goalie, I know what's happening with him. He's 
carrying an injury still as well. He's still not fully fit. Yeah, I don't believe it. Like, but I think his time is up as well, Mark. There's another one that we need to get caught as soon as possible. Deadwood, that's what I would do. It is, I don't think it's kind of deadwood. Players hanging about the club that aren't really, they're not going to uh, put some, like, gear in for it. Do you get what I mean? They're not going to, Dan, in for the club, Golly's not going to pull on a set. The more players you've got taken away, that's a big business for us. You know, so you need to get people out of the way, bro. Must be in the 15 grand, 12, 15, maybe even a wee bit higher than that, cause he's been here a long time, hasn't he? But even say he's in 12 to 15 grand a week. I mean, he's sitting there, we could get shot at him with a young, a young guy. I mean, let's look at Connor loan, Paul, maybe 1,500 pounds. More than likely, yeah. That's yeah, we're, we're looking like we're going to lose him as well at the moment with Aston Villa. Aston Villa, so if Aston Villa can see that he's a good player, why are we no? That's what, that is one of the things I've all... I know it's tough because he is just coming in and talk about throwing young players in at the deep end, but they don't seem to be getting even in, in about the bench. I mean, there Montgomery came on the day by saying Taylor, he took Taylor off. The game was dead and buried. He put, took Taylor off. But where's, where's, we could have taken Harry McGregor. We could have taken Tom. We could have put Luke O'Connell on there, Mark, couldn't we? The young boy Henderson and players like yeah. that. They're not even getting a sniff of the bench. I think I think you know, we'll change. I think over time we'll see. I'm not. If I've said it before, everything no gone here. No, I think boys at the minute though, is it? Sorry, like you, like, like you said before, it's about living for the moment at the minute. It's still a case of leaving young players. That will come. That will come through coaching and integration and everything else. You know, these boys will need to bide their time and they'll get. Their, hopefully, they'll get their chance because that's obviously the route should be going down. I think they will get their chance. I mean, Rome isn't about in a day. What you're saying. Celtic, <laughs> but I think you're see, like this window again is for the, the here and now. We need to buy for here and now. But see, like January and next summer, I think you'll see a lot more of the youth like playing a bigger part as we move these kind of these players on. You know what I mean? Come January, Beaton will be sitting there thinking, I've hardly kicked a ball for August to get what I mean I'm going to try and see if I can get a move back to Israel or something like that but once players it'll take time and you'll need to mould the squad get rid of these guys like uh, Bolingoli Beaton for me well he seems to like Rogers maybe it's because he has the ally for him if what I don't I think so Mark I think it's more so kind of a, an ally and, and knows him as a player and he kind of wants more on the squad at the moment I mean you know talk about players and like they were saying about Welsh, how he comfortably can play against like the lower league teams and things like that, and the low teams in Europe were playing. Could Rogic be the same type of player? He's good. At, he's a squad player. He's good enough. If he stays fit, keeps himself fit, he's good enough to come to be on the bench and put, like, have an input into the team. At a certain, again, at a certain level, against your indeed, he might kick on. Mm-hmm. He will, but he might. Because I mean, we know, but I mean, there's no doubt his technical ability. It's always been fitness and he, no, even his attitude. I don't. Just put, I think it was Mikey that Edward did lack a daisy lack luster. Do you know what I mean? Rodriguez always looked like that type of player as well. But his intelligence kept him 
in the right positions on the park. So maybe Rogic could do a job as the season's going on, but the, I mean, guys like beat on that, nah, it's just I think they've got any future at Celtic. It should be one and one pushed out the door. I'm just typing there, so continue there, Mark, please. I'm out of breath after all that. Who do you think he will say about these older guys clogging up the squad and they're just quite happy to sit there and get their wages? You know, you're, you're talking about that, that 
a lot of bolster whatever his name is the, the young boys come from Watford that's great but there needs to be a progression how he's going to how he's going to get through but there you look at it in a minute we've got Sorrow who we know needs a learning curve might make it might not make it but we just broke the car here you know and you look at the midfield we've got just now with Turnbull McGregor McCarthy you know that's in all fairness that's going to be some midfield to try and break into but that's where the competition should come and how the teachers should come to to you know, it should be an incentive to, like, that's what you've got to be better with. Plus, back to getting them on, like, in league games against lower off, getting them on for half an hour when the game's over and done me, to give them a chance to show what they can do. That's what breeds the competition. Oh, Brian, you know what I mean? If somebody snaps, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people always talk about Luke O'Connell for a while, and you talk about Aston Valley coming through and stuff like that. But, that, like you said, you just hit the nail on the head. There needs to be a point where Dundee today, 3 nothing up. Bring a corner on for 25 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the type of thing. I think, it was, I think we started it all. I think that was the start of it all, Mark, with, um, with Ange and bringing Montgomery on for Taylor. I think we, we will start gradually seeing the start of that, that if the game is wrapped up, we, we will see our young players going. But as you said, Mark, that mean, that, was it Morrison, Mark, I think? Was it was it Morrison, the lad, was the, where they went to bomb Munich, I think? Was this? Uh, Ryan Morrison went up. Yeah, he said like that. Somebody came on the forum as well and said the way, the way Bayern Munich presented this, what, his pathway, what is the code? We spoke about it, and that was the word we used, Paul, pathway, and that's what that is the right term. The way Bayern Munich plotted it out and showed them the, uh, the pathway, how he was. And Celtic didn't, Celtic didn't bother backside. Celtic offered him a contract, that was it. Mm-hmm. He came out and said to himself, didn't he, Paul? He didn't see yeah. clear path into the Celtic team, so he was just going to, after the way, and then the guy, was it, he knew somebody in his family or something, went to Paul, the guy in the forum, it said, and says that it went by the Munich, the way they presented it, it was like a big PowerPoint meeting with yeah. videos and graphics. That was it, and he's already, he's already gone up and had the road match. There's his fans being a bit guilty as well, whereas we could use the League Cup as a Exactly. A bit. So, like, we, you know, we want to win the League Cup, we, we just see that as an opportunity that we, we want to win. Whereas if we accept it as fans that, wait a minute, that's going to be the young boys breeding ground, and that could be the pathway, but if that, if that was implemented, if that's what we had, we'd, we'd accept it. By but a lot of fans... But, See, that's the problem, Mark, yeah. Rangers, that's the problem. Rangers wouldn't win the League Cup if fans would be raging. We'd... No, but if it, if it became a regular thing and that's how we treated it and that's what it's going to be, then, oh, I you know... I agree with you. Alex Ferguson used to be it. <laughs> and it grew for him. No, there was no question, Mark. Do you know what I mean? But that's the difference, Mark. It's, I think, authentic fans. That's me, Mark, as well. You know, that, you hit the nail in the head, Mark, because, like... If Ange put out a whole new U team in a league league cup game and they lost, Celtic would be on his back. What is the difference like down in South, like if Alec Ferguson or you know, or even Chelsea more at all, like but Chelsea the, fans accepted that they played a youth in the in the league cup. Do you know what I mean? We all did now down in England, but it was with Alex Ferguson that started because man, yeah. they used to get into trouble for it and get fines. Fines, yeah, yeah. Alex Ferguson was just uh, I'll do what I want. I'm in charge of Man United. Do you know what I mean? Fine, fine. I do a special Man United match, but that's gone back back to the reason that Callum McGregor shouldn't be playing the, maybe the League Cup matches because there's like there's no way he should be playing 
this season, Ange is a manager of 56 games. Do you get me? No. Do you know, there's no need for it. Like. I can't see him. Do I honestly can't see Ange. You know where you're lies on sports science and things like that. Exactly. Can he's short? Aye. I think that's one. Ignoring the players when they, when they, even though the players are saying they're fine and playing well and showing that they're fit on the training field, if the sports science stuff's no what I do not to go to look at that and say to the player, well, you've dropped this in your game, although you've had a good game, you scored a goal, but you've dropped this performance level and things like that. You, a prime example is that is. At the end of last season, we didn't see Gavin Strachan. His laptop, and a lot of us are more know he's on his laptop again. But I think Gavin Strachan starts pointless in having his laptop under the manager of Neil Lennon when Neil Lennon was probably taking on all of that kind of data that Gavin Strachan was given. But now we see that taking Gavin Strachan there the other day, the beach game, he was out, out the sideline sitting down and showing the player, come on, what he needs to do on the laptop. So we have a manager now who who's into all this data, do you get me? Appreciate it, sir. Yeah. Well, I honestly think that's what it was with Neil Lennon. He just didn't mm-hmm. entertain that side of the game. So when, God, when Gavin Strachan was telling him, he was just in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You know, because, like, if the data is in front of you, that your players are tiring, sure it's because you're going to take them off, but that wasn't under the management of, of Neil Lennon. Do you know what I mean? You know, we, we had this, like... Like, we had all these systems in place when Ronnie Dyler came in after Neil Lennon. Ronnie Dyler implemented this. Brendan Rodgers improved this. And then we just scrapped it again by bringing in Lee Lennon. And now basically, yeah, you have, ah, we're starting from scratch fun. again. <laughs> well, Danny, I'm just saying, Billy, you're right here on the Discord. Oh, the, the fella Billy, is it? Aye, you've packed it. You've packed it, man. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just catching up in the chat there, just <laughs> Are you back there, Mikey? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. But do you, like, but do you think of that about this? About McGregor playing so many games and things like that. I like to say, even if he's tell, he, he's telling the manager of. That, that he wants to play, it's not really his decision. Like the manager needs to take it out of his hands and like this this, this would have been a perfect game, like you say it's four nothing up or whatever it was after well right after the half. Just to just to make a few changes. I think the telltale thing was when they took off Greg Taylor for the young guy who was at Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I I personally think that post like isn't happy with Taylor at all and I think he was just trying the young guy to see his, his possible starter over Taylor just now. I think you mean Personally. definitely think he's looked at Taylor and thought this isn't he? it's no working, whether it's gonna work moving forward, but it's definitely no working the new. Yeah, I just I, I seen that as a, like a funny kind of move that and people say I was just giving the young guys a chance, but yeah, I just I just didn't think he fancies Taylor at all. Yeah, but it's I, that's what I mean, but it's like, giving him the chance and it's up to them then to take it. But see if they're sitting and no getting their chance, that's why we're losing all these young players. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? There's just halfway for them. Oh, what was that? Luke O'Connor. Well, you say there needs to be opportunities for them. I mean, Montgomery, Montgomery must have lost his tail of his thinking. I've got a chance here. Ah. Well, at the moment, at the at the moment, Tom Mark, right?
right? We still have Bongoli in our ranks and you have Montgomery, all right? So that, there's, there's three people in that position, right? Who, at the moment, we don't know if Ange Mace is any of them, all right? So if we're going to bring in someone there, right, into that section, right, who's going to be second in line after we bring in a new left-back? Is it going to be Montgomery? Because if it's not Montgomery, he needs to be loaned out, Mark. Or is it going to be Taylor? But someone has to go there. And it's either going to be Taylor or Bongoli. You said that, Mark. You said that. Wouldn't you like to see Montgomery fall out of the first team? Exactly. And Taylor would... I don't know if I'm going to be. 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 I watched Taylor at close hands, you know, because it's small grounds at Livingston. I watched Taylor and I just looked at him and I thought, he's got no pace, he's got no nothing. He's See, that's it, right, because that's why Starfish was being dragged out into the left hand side then during that game, is because, and the reason we kind of didn't see today is because, like, we trapped Dundee so much into their half that we were able to protect Taylor. But if you're up against a good team, Starfelt again is going to be pulled out into the left hand side. That's going to leave it open. I put a post on the WhatsApp page for the, the support club this afternoon. I put, they, they disrespected the fullbacks again, and they've got it. Says, but imagine how good we'll be when we've got two good fullbacks. Exactly. You know, but we're still not seeing the full effect of what Ange can do because we still don't have a proper right wing back to where I'm going to call it right wing back because he likes them to get fought and the left wing back do you mean we're still not seeing the full effect I don't even, I don't even think he plays him as wing backs he, he's playing him as this, this inverted midfield he's bringing him into the midfield so he's letting he's letting his wingers he's letting Abada be Abada's a winger he's not relying on on Ralston over Lathen or anything else like that. he's saying to Abada you, you're the winger you get up to the byline you get that ball in the box I don't even think he's putting that pressure on the fullbacks to actually implement that side of things. But he's he's putting the, he's making the fullbacks coming into midfield, which again goes back to what you were saying before about um, no need for a holding midfielder because he's he's flooding the midfield with fullbacks. Exactly. He's putting a lot in the. Fullback. We're already getting we're already getting numbers into the midfield, Mikey. Do you know what I mean? You know. Yeah, like, I think like, obviously going back to like obviously the fullback problem we've got because maybe pushing for. There's only we've only got a left and a right back just now, and you go back to Martin O'Neill when you had Diddy and Agat and Jackie Mark, and you had Elric Lawson and Steve Guppy. But, I mean that. I never raised I, I he I liked him as a player personally, like in Europe especially. But um, you just need to look at that. Like there's there's like four quality players there fighting for positions. you need quality two quality players in each position to push to, to, like to push push everybody playing. But just keeps them on their toes. We said earlier before, it's with Roberts. Yeah. You've not got anybody pushing you for your position. You just want a comfort zone and know that you're playing every week. I've not thought. The best thing for Forrest ever, couldn't he? You know, you know, a bad guy, the way he's playing, the Forrest must be sitting there thinking, I don't want to play left wing. Yeah. You know, so, so that that guy would be him. Then to to move forward. I don't know if anybody else is like think like obviously Forrest is being the settled best players for years, but and he's obviously still coming back to injury. I don't know, maybe he's still coming back to fitness, but it looks like he's lost a year to Tessa. Uh, he's gone. 
I think if we've been forced back into the team over Bader, we're going to lose uh, the attacking effect that Abada brings to this, the, the Celtic team. You know, getting down to the byline and crossing the line and stuff like that. See, last season, the fact that we had nobody who came in. Exactly. It made Forrest became a better player when he wasn't playing. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he's done some great things for Celtic, but you know, Forrest because he had nobody done positions. Because to me, I don't think Forrest stands a chance. Do that, Abada's there. No chance. Abada will score more goals and create more chances. Of course he will, and he keeps going and he keeps going and he keeps going. I mean, how many times you see Forrest running the wing? You're thinking, what's he going to do next? You don't know, but see, we have Abada. He's just he's in and out, and he's he gains different things. That's what I said to you, Mark, the, the first time we saw that in, in the Midtjylland game. When was the last time we saw a player actually attack a defender at Celtic? Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's, he's Going back the, years, Mark. The news had definitely upgrade on Forrest, but like he says, he's coming back for an injury and that, but... I think if, I think Abada will be the first choice, and it'll be up to Forrest to dislodge him. But like you said before as well, Mark, that 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 could be a good thing for for Forrest. I mean, Forrest might step his game up. Exactly, because he has to. Because the only time Forrest stopped his games when he had competition playing, and that was under Harry Roberts, really, wasn't it? When he upped his game, but I think since then. Forrest has lost a, an, an inch's pace or something like that. And it's serious competitions. You get what I mean? Yeah. Talking about some young guy, but this is a guy we've not spent money on. There's no way he's committed. Everybody's hating about this boy just now. Everybody, everybody you speak to, man, it's like the Joker Bader. You know, he's, he's, on, he's on the edge of a cliff, and you're like, this, this guy's a business. I think what I like about a bad over Forrest as well is Forrest is so one footed. Man of two feet, he can play left or right. Like Forrest has scored a lot of good goals when he's cutting and hitting it with outside his right foot and that. Like he says, I'm not discrediting what Forrest did over the years, but every time in a like in a club there comes somebody comes in that's going to be better than you, and I think this might be the time for Forrest where, like he, he like what Brian says there, there's no chance that he's going to when a bad is like playing that he's going to get dislodged like a. You couldn't remember as well as Forrest is three years older than he was when he started over here. Yeah. You know that? You know that? He, uh, we were talking about wingers here. You know, pace, pace plays a big part in the days of winger. You know, and this, this boy's got it in abundance. You wouldn't think the guy's only 19 years old as well? 19 years of age with, with, with that confidence to take on players, and, and, and he's not afraid to take a shot either. Just the confidence to come in there with the just to come in at that age to a new club like Celtic and, and be able to embrace it and go home there. Exactly. So it's like, we're talking about Kyogo. Kyogo's a bit older. His type of Japanese character, whatever. This, this, this boy's completely gone and he's getting stuck in. And that's, you know, that's exactly what you want to see. Mark, do you want to come in down there? No, I'm fine, Paul. I'll just let you play that away, you know. <laughs> you know, but do we... Do we need a new striker still, or is is Kaigogo going to be the number one striker? Can you see him slotting into that that role? Definitely want a new striker, hundred percent. Again, you know, you know, we talk about competition. We need competition. Do you see him, or do you see 
Brian, and I come through the same question. Do you see uh, Kygo maybe being on the left-hand side or being more central? Uh, I think maybe maybe in the left that he's more freedom to, to kind of roam the pitch or... It fairly does. It fairly does. I mean, but one of the last couple of games, to me, it was one of these players who just wants to get involved. Yeah. I think I think, I think it'd be a shame to, to pigeonhole him on the left hand side or the right hand side. He's, he's to me, he's either a centre forward or a number ten. He's not a left winger, he's not a right winger. He's, he needs to be in, in amongst what's happening in the middle of the park. Or maybe does he get a? Is he type of player that maybe Andrew give a free role to Brian? I think I like I said this at the start of the show. I think that. The, the way he wants to play is it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know because it just to me it, it's been refreshing that you see a set of forwards who wants to come get the ball, who wants to go win the ball, who wants to, he's just waiting for things to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it's 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 great to see. You know, if you got a badder, you got him. There's definitely pace up front, which is no hurry. You you watch Edward, all right, you give the ball at his feet. You can beat two or three players. You can make something out of nothing. Then uh, Burley was the type of player you put the ball in the box and he'll win it because he's a powerhouse. Whereas a Kyogo is the type of player who's like, I'm going to move. He'll make his own space. Exactly, and and he's going to put defenders out as well and make make more space as well for others as well. Uh, Mike Lindy. Yeah, I say just. I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm just happy tonight, yeah. <laughs> but, but. At least we're positive. Oh, it's, it's a great feeling, isn't it? But a positive. It's a nice thing about it. You're talking about good things, this is a bad thing. Paul, I think you mentioned something about Liam Scales earlier. I don't mm-hmm. know if you actually mentioned it. Um, he was playing for Charlotte Rovers the day. Um, he, he actually scored a last minute winner and against the team to win 1 0. And he was. Basically, greeting the fans like he scored it long for Tim. If this fella gets up in the box, like for six foot four, like, uh, oh, like got, he like, gets up in the box, like this fella can run, like. Oh, he, he, he scored, he scored in uh, the five minutes out of time for Charlotte Rovers to win one the day. And at the end of the game, he was obviously in the middle of the pitch just saying thanks to the fans and waving to them. So it looks like he's away. Hopefully, it is too Celtic, like, eh, but. That looks like it was his last game, and it was See, important goal. The thing that. that gets me, like, and and, and it does happen uh, a, a lot, would say, "Oh, he's Irish. He's another Celtic fan." Like that should matter. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough, he's Irish, but like, if he's good enough, he's good enough. Things he said a girl as like it doesn't matter what league he's playing in. Like, I mean, if he's good enough, he's good enough to play for Celtic. And obviously, Celtic actually sees something in this fella. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I was taught like that. Man City were looking at him and. In January, Bristol City have put in the bid for him as well as uh, I, I don't. They're not the Premier League club. Fancy stuff. If he's Irish, the Celtic supporter, then we should be the ones at the forefront to bring him in. Exactly. If he's good enough, he'll play. It's, it's yeah. not a remit for being able to play for Celtic, but it's a it's a remit for being able to attract him. Exactly. Like the, the thing that Celtic fans are, have, have been saying is because Dermot Desmond is linked to Shannon Clough, and, and that's the reason Celtic. If Celtic have to use Dermot Desmond to get this lad in, use him. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who he used to get this lad in, get but, him in. Like. But see, even as people are coming out with that, and I think they're, they're over-egging uh, how much say and control Dermot Desmond's got earlier. They are 25%, Mark. All he has is 25%. Are they not 50% with the fans? And then another... Yes, exactly, Mark, yes. 
own so much, but he's like the voice of the fans group or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the fans that own Sam Glover. Right, Dermot Desmond, no, he's not going to spend money he doesn't need to. It's a Celtic buying this player would just be him. If it was a kind of, some kind of dodge to Shamrock over money, would they not be taking money off another club rather than take money out of Celtic to get to them? If it was kind of, just try to help out Shamrock Rovers financial difficulties. So basically, but we're talking thousands, no millions. Exactly. You know what I mean? They say the money side of things. You know. Well, I think Terence. If that is the case in Sofia, but the guy's good enough to come to Celtic. Get him in. Terence is on the live chat. No, I think Terence will greet me here. Like Irish supporters have been screaming for years for our national team to have a look at our. National League because we do have players down there, and it's just because they're playing the Irish League, they never get a look in. And the minute they go abroad, they're called up to the Irish team. Exact same was with uh, Sean McGregor, he played with Cork City, he was top scorer in the league when he was playing with Cork City, never got a look in. The minute then he got a called into uh, Preston Bottom, he was straight up into the Irish uh, setup. What's that? You caught City bus my Kootenay the other night. Yeah, Cox day one, bye. Right? Uh, you know? You had to make it beat. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you think that? It's dead. Go for you straight into the, the Cox City um, team since he came to Celtic. He, he's been straight into Slad Gumphy that got signed from Celtic. I did. Yeah, but he's only one year left in his contract. You know, like, Celtic should be really keeping knowing this lad here playing for Cox City, like, and, and seeing what what he's there to do, like, before he snapped up by someone else, like, because what I'm hearing from in Cox City, he's, he's actually playing brilliant in centre midfield. You know? Like, it's not, it's, it's not an issue of Celtic producing young players. The young players are there, but the problem is getting into the first team and, and that's the biggest issue with Celtic at the moment. No, because you say that, though, we're talking about Cossie, they've got to Court City. Sure, they've got to Court City, it's not a bad thing for him. You know, no. Give him a first-team experience, he's going to improve. You know. But that's what I'm saying, Mikey, like, he only has, he only has a year left his contract. Like, Celtic need to be kind of keeping an eye on going for his progress within Cork City before he actually leaves for nothing next season, do you know what I mean? You know? Catch you some day that tries to stay yeah, in January. Exactly. Ah, Celtic, Celtic will be dead. They keep an eye on other loan players and things like that. It'll be, it'll be, Celtic, Celtic will know if he's doing well or no, Paul. No doubt about that. They'll be getting like, the like, yeah. port sent earthy, Cork City and things like that. It's feeling better for the young boys, so in that situation to actually go out and loan instead of just sitting there playing for the development squad, you know. That's that's where they're, they're actually, you know, the development score is going to be where it is. But to, to me, you know, the the bread and butter for young boys, if you're not going to get in the first team, is to, is to go out and loan. Exactly. You know, I like what like Matt says, it's, it's the people at B who are looking after these type of things will be keeping an eye on these boys. You know, like the the fella who, Mickey says there, like the fella Conroy, who's uh, played for Celtic, Mike, I think, years and years ago. Like he still scouts for Celtic in in Ireland. Like he's part of uh, the force coaching development here. Like that trains young lads. You know. I think, that, I think what I wanted that Liam skills because 
I remember back in 2009 when Celtic missed it on that Seamus Coleman that went to Everton. Right. After, after Wally McStay tell Celtic, then Celtic says no, then he went to Everton. And this has got that, he's, well, I, I always, I, I've, I've not seen much footage on the boy of that. I can only go on what people say and that, but by, by the looks of the teams that are interested in him, he's obviously looks like he's a good player. He's 23 as well, he's no young, young eh? So I think if he was coming in, he he I don't know what position is he a centre back or a right back or he's a left he's, he can play left back he can play left centre back and left wing back because of his pace and he plays kind of a left wing back role for Sean McRovers because of his pace like but he can play anywhere on the left. But know? like you say, that Coleman like you say he's been an ever present in that Everton team for the last ten right, years. So. Wait, oh, that oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Aye. It's all right, my earphones have died, so I'm off to you on the speaker on the phone. <laughs> all I hear is cursing now. I was like, Gee. <laughs> I was like, I was talking to the wife then, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mikey, when you were off there, we were talking about playing just like youth players and that in the League Cup. Would you been to that? Just... No. No. I thought it was the games won. No, I thought right. for the get-go, we go with like a young team. No. No, you know... No, 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 no. In case Rangers win the League Cup. That's not, that's not anybody winning the League Cup. It's just they want Celtic to win everything, eh? Like you say, if, they get, if, they, if they're good enough, if they're good enough, then it doesn't matter what age they are, eh? Like you say, the, the day would have been a good time to like get two or three of the guys on, I think, like McGregor and that rested and that. I think that should be happening a lot more, but no, in the League Cup and maybe the goalkeeper, yeah. Like, a, a lot of clubs seem to do that, and like, I thought he have got a good goal. I think, I just went and checked there that Ben was on the bench today. So based on that, I think Barcastle will definitely be getting moved on. Did you only name one sub? Was there only one subkeeper there, aye? Yeah, it was only Ben, aye. Doesn't look too good for Barcastle then, don't but looks good. That's the credit, that's the thing. Like, Did you not see him at the side of the pitch? They were all hitting shots. He was just stood there letting them in. No. Barkas was there too. He was training, went in. Somebody took him in front of the video saying Barkas taking the piss. He was there and he was just a boy just going past him. Uh, maybe he spat the dummy. Like one of our keepers has to go as well, though, don't they? Like, being our Barkas has to go. Well, Barkas will be probably the one that's more pushed because he'll be on a bigger wage. Right. But I'd get, so. shot, I'd get shot at the two of them and bring that. Dundee, and while we're talking about Dundee United, I put that young boy in our midfield that Mikey spoke about before. What a game. John Doe. Oh. I said that, I said it. I said it. John Doe Fuchs. Fuchs. Yeah. What performance he put in yesterday? I don't usually watch the Huns games, but I watched it yesterday. And you know, do you see the way that they pressed them? And it's, it's not just the fact they played the Rangers. I mean, I've, you've got uh, Jonas, because I follow him on Twitter now. So you get a lot of Dundee United people coming up all the time. Mm-hmm. I see this slagging they gave United last week. Yeah. Like they was trying to stack everybody and this, that and the other. I see the performance they put in yesterday, man, they were a different class. Uh, yeah, I'd say, say the players obviously upped their game that they saw the fans up, but that they actually listened to the fans, what the fans were saying, maybe Michael Ruddy? No, I don't think people actually realise that. Obviously, I've been at this neck of the woods now for over 30 years. And whether it's the old Rangers or the new Rangers, I don't think people to the East End actually realise how much Dundee United 
as a club and fans can't stand them. Eh? Like it's a proper like. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's really bad. Like a like a. See what you're saying. See what saying about Seagrass Mark. You don't think it's an idea to even put back a certain loan? They say almost we'll swap you. But off from Dundee United. I don't think I, those cars could take back, as I said, Jesus. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, do you think Dundee needs to stay that, Mikey? I, I, I just think it would be financial. That would stop that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think that's the biggest donors that what Celtic paid for, for Barca, like five million. And he's never really given us any confidence that he could actually be a keeper, like, has he? I still think we'll recoup a decent chunk of that for, like, uh, if it goes back to Greece, honestly. I still think we'll get about three and a half, four million for him at least. Yeah, just cause it, and I've said it before. We'll look, it just didn't walk out, Mark, didn't it? We'll check up on Barkas and he'll be in a couple of years' time and he will be, he'll be probably get back into the Greek squad and things like that. Just, yeah, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up playing against him in a few <laughs> years' time and in the qualifiers. Marcus, there's one lad that seems to be scoring goals since he left Celtic and I, I would think he would have fitted into Andrew's thing as Camilla. And I've said it that he can score goals, and he is scoring goals in the USA, ain't he? Right. You Joe know, Hart, like we were talking about, we didn't want to go over like old stuff and that, but Joe Hart should have been signed, like we said, nah, last season, eh, on a free. But going back to like we were talking about, like signing and money, and like remember, it was, I think it was you, Paul, it says four and a half million for Lover, which is a decent chunk of dough, and that. Remember, they just went and brought in McCarthy and Hart for a million pounds. A million pounds, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they've got to spend dough sometime, like, you know, you don't want to get deals like that. We're looking at getting 18 million for Esbars, we're looking at what we've got for Finpong, we're looking at what we've got for Taylor, we're looking at everything else. Four and a half million is not a big chunk. No. No, when you've got a guy scoring four, basically a goal every two games for the one. Along with yeah. like, you know, yeah, and let's not kid yourself. You buy somebody for four and a half million, he comes in, goes to, he goes to Celtic, he fits the remit of moving on. I was, I wasn't meaning a bit. I was, it was me that said it was a big chunk. I was just, I was just, I know there's beasts knowing there's money there talking about who yeah. making the money. I'm just saying it is a big chunk to put it if they're relying, not relying, but they're waiting on Edward getting out the door and Christie to get out the door, clear wages up and things like that. But surely if it's the remit of, of the, the model Celtic are going to be with, I mean, let's not make no bones about it, but a selling for. I always will be for new you know, so, so four and a half million for a boy, he comes, he comes in here, scores 30 goals for Celtic, does the business for a season or two, and he earns his 20 million. Do you think so, that maybe Edward and Christy, the uncertainty of their future, is holding up maybe us bringing in an extra forward and maybe an extra left-back, because... Not left back, so a, a, a left winger. That that's why we haven't signed some of these positions that we still don't know that if these. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that should be holding us up because I think it's a no-brainer that Eddie's going. The money's coming in for Eddie, no matter what. You know, maybe, you know, you might so Christie might be one of them. You're, you're not sure what we're going to get from him or whatever he's going to. Maybe he's a free one after wage bill. But the fact is, there's money coming for Ayer. There's money. Edward's going. So. So it's how we invest that money. You, know, you look, you look at, you look, you look at that puzzle the other day. I was talking about Jack Grealish and how they were, they were the new was going, so they're, they're investing the money. That's what we should be doing. Uh, how we've not done that already with Oya that we had Starfelt already in the door when Oya left, like things like that to change us. Like but why is it always a case of selling somebody for ten and replacing for two? Uh, you know what I mean? Celtic's reactive rather than proactive. 
we react, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll sell Ayer, we'll get, we'll, Ayer, the deal's nearly finished, so we'll spend money and get somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Being proactive and saying, right, Ayer's going, so we need a centre back, and we bring him in as soon as the window's open with the deal lined up. It has to be the problem at the end of transfer window with these lads leaving not, and we actually don't have a proper replacement in for any of the two of them. Like you know what I mean? You know. The the old the old guy says we 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 spend five million on three projects. Yeah. You know he's 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 doing that. Nike. Well, Aye. Aye. He's on like under five grand a week. Oh no. That's yeah. He's, 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 obviously, I'm not wanting to play down the Croatian league because Dynamo's a grab and that at all. There's no there's no the quality. Yeah, he's, he's 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 not on, he's not on big money at all. Well, that's what I, mean. I think he's did everything possible to try and get the move to Celtic. He followed them on our socials. He came out and said that he walked to Celtic the place. Maybe these guys are these guys are naive either. They know it's a stepping stone. Maybe we are just waiting on again like we were with Starfield. We've been getting rubber stamped in that. I mean, again, he'll need to he'll need to apply for work permits and that to get into the country. Oh, that's had zone at the time. I'm not making excuses for him. If he's following himself on social media and like that's kind of usually a telltale sign, isn't it? There's something in the pipeline. Uh, me starting until he's on Wikipedia singing up the rap. <laughs> we you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just reading up on the match report as well. Postacoglu say the sky. Whoever was asking the questions at Sky the day after the match, um, they asked them about the small. There was one. The, the reporter said to Postacoglu that he, what he thought of the small blip. In the six 0 victory regarding Abada and Edwards fighting over the penalty, and he reply and his reply was, "Oh, you found one. You've done well to find the blip today." <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want for your Celtic manager. Because no matter what, there we won the day, pump game, and they're still digging away. It's a stupid wee. As I'm just watching um, his take there about Barker, there he said uh, in the, in the warm up, William posted there on um, the live chat there he has on Discord. And basically, the Celtic fans just taking shots, and the balls are just flying past him. He's not even moving from there. That's what I was on a bit before. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he just... Speaking back to what we were saying there about Hart and uh, McCarthy from Morgan Town, See, that could prove to be one of the shrewdest bits of transfer business I think, in Celtic's history. I think so, so Mark, because... Be like you're training the Larson for 650,000 and things like that. Really good. He's like McCarthy, he's like McCarthy, he's... He's a player that he's a player we've wanted for a long time, a player we've always known when to come to us. He gets it. Well I get the impression from from Hart's interview this year as well that he wanted to come to Celtic as well before. Do you know do you get that Mikey from from his kind of first interviews that he maybe wanted to come to Celtic earlier? Well that's what I said I've said it on previous podcasts when before Hart was announced. Hart said last year that he wanted to sing for Celtic. Mm-hmm. And it just never materialised. He said it in, when he was, I think it was when he was crossing Czech Republic the night before the game last week, and he was interviewed, and I think people will watch that back. He says it just never materialised. Mm-hmm. So, like it says. To be fair, though, to be fair though, we we sort of hadn't put the eggs in one basket before, so didn't we? We thought he was coming in, and and nobody knew the disaster that Barkas was going to be. You know, it's I don't, I just Barkas didn't hear. That's, that's a fair point because when the transfer in the closed last season, I'd like, be happy with it. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody, if you'd have 
If you said to me last season, Barkas or Hart, I'd have gone for Barkas. I'd have probably said the same as well, Mike. I wasn't a big fan. Uh, Brian, I wasn't a big fan of Hart. I mean, I've said that I'm delighted we've signed him. Would have been my first choice signing? No, but I'm still delighted and he's a massive improvement in what we've got. Definitely, the times have changed. You know, that's, this is, but last season, if somebody said, gave me a choice between the two, it would be Sparta. It's just maybe a road to Celtic should get in the future. Buy in these, like, keepers that are a bit older. But exactly, Mark. It's, it's just the experience what hard to say, Mark. Which we, we pointed out there in the last game, and we touched it there today, like, is, is when we gave away a corner. And how could you even know what people could pick people up? You've got to have a balance, so you've got to have a balance, so wouldn't you? So you've looked at Kyogo, you've looked at Abada, and you've brought in players who they are unknown. And, they, they, you know, obviously things are happening, it's, it's, it's so far so good type of thing. But then you look at the other side of the coin, you brought Hart in, you brought McCarthy in, you'd need to have that solid balance yeah, yeah. as well. I mean, it makes... They should bring in, they should, they should bring in Gary Cahill next as well, it's then a back to play along Starfelt too. I think he'd be a no-brainer, he'd be a no-brainer. You know, even if he didn't play 30 games a season, who cares? See if he comes in, he's well better for that. But that's where you could use Ben Cahill to get a Derlin, couldn't you? Welsh, Instead of Sean Beach on India. Welsh would learn after even training with guys like Cahill, Welsh would learn. Gary uh, Cahill's I mean. Gary like a, a player as well. Like, I obviously, you've got to defend the first mode. But he would fit the style that Foster Coggle wants to play perfect. Because he can actually play a bit as well. And he's only, he's only, he's only 35. So, I mean, he's, he never had lightning pace as well, yeah. But I've so, looked at him for these years. He'll still be fit. And it's, so, I mean, it's only... There's no kiddo sense as well, that's like Starfield is a young defender as well. See, we are talking about the forward players, we're not talking about defenders, the goalkeeper, everything else. And to me, that, that should be, you know, if you've got a solid backline of yeah. and no making mistakes, and let the forward players do what they have to do, then that's what we'll talk about every game. You know, it's, 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 it's simple. Did you get some of a sober Welshie, didn't you? I'm, I'm half caught at the minute. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got, you know I, I get sick of drinking my beer, so I thought he'd just me some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's true, though, isn't it? You know, you, you, your defenders, you don't want to be talking about your defenders. Oh. Talk about your defenders and something wrong. You know, all you want to talk about your defenders is the odd good tackle or the odd good clearance centre. You're not like the... I don't, care, I don't care if they're 35 or 19. As long as they're just getting the ball forward and we're all talking about them, that's all that matters. Is there anybody else out there that's free that could... Like you were saying about Cahill, is anybody else out there that's available that any you know about? I like says Cahill's been mentioned, so... Like considering it's the position that we're... I'm not saying, like, I, I personally think Welsh is good enough to be... First choice, so if you brought in Cahill, I mean, he's well, Japanese, but who's the boy at Man City? We'll find out what's happening with him, maybe. Well, that's the Olympics. With the Olympics being finished and stuff yeah, like that, you know, in all fairness, the Huns brought in that goal to him, which is a great spreader. Well, the guy, you know, he's played 75 games in a row and he's, he's defended well. There's, there's plenty of that, the goals in the Huns, but there's, there's plenty of defenders in the, the Premiership who just carry break into the first team who must be good players, not it. He's just, it's a curio at least because he's certainly falls in that bracket, doesn't he? Well, like I said, I'm, I'm, like I said looking at it just now, I suppose there was an approach made before the Olympics and now that Japan finished fourth, I think his name is Ko Akura. 
He's only just he's only just turned twenty four. Uh, well, I, I didn't uh, give us his old as that, mate. He's not. He was playing the Benjamin League all season, Mike. He's well last season, wasn't he? Uh, he played for he played played sixty games in in Holland for Groningen. Groningen that Van Dijk came for. He's not going to be a player that's going to come in. But they're meant to be asking for £8 million for a loan fee. For a guy that's... I'm sure he's out of contract next year. There's no way. He's only valued at £3 million. So, <laughs> like you say, there's, there's no there's no chance like that. that he's £8 million for him. Like. I'm not saying he's a chance. There must be plenty of players under 23, 24-year-olds on the books in England at the minute, though. You know, they're good enough to come and be, you know, centre-half. Ah, uh, like the boy from Spurs, guys like that. Mm. Tyanga. I mean, I, I agree with that, but we're, not, we're never going to sign players first-team squads down in England, like, we know, like, their main players, but if you look about their bench, and I put, we're talking about young players that want, they want to play football, you offer them a chance to come and play a club like Celtic, hopefully it's a piece of young... People, people go about the delinquent Man City and stuff, but Man City has that, uh, remit where it's young boys need to go to loan, don't they? You know, even Chelsea are the same. Trying to change all the rules, Brian, it's stop all that kind of thing happening, but I don't know. But, but, players, need to play. players need to play, don't they? Uh, definitely. I'm not against loan signings by any stretch of the imagination, as long as they fit into what we're trying to do. Well, I could I like you say, is that um, they're looking at, he's um. Gronigan got him on a loan for a season. He paid just under sixty games. They paid seven hundred thousand euros for what a loan fee. So there's no danger Man City are going to be getting eight million for a loan fee when the season before they only got seven hundred thousand for Gronigan. Maybe that, maybe it was a transfer fee then, Mike. I've read. I just meant they needed something about eight. It was on the forum. I'm sure somebody. Put but his contract his contract expires June twenty twenty two. So he's only got a year left on his deal. I've got a funny feeling that. They'll do what Chelsea do, and Man United do like that. That the sent Man United sent it to play the day. They'll probably what end up happening is you'll go on loan to Celtic, but before going on loan to Celtic, you'll sign a new deal at Man City. Ah, uh, the English and it's weird the way they just these players just like commodities kind of thing. Don't they? they don't. It's as if they. Like, well, like I say, if it is, if it is a loan deal. Then the only loan deals that are acceptable as long as there's an option to buy and the deal's in place. If there's no an option to buy at the end of it, then there's no point. No, certainly. And like, again, I've said it before when it comes to loans, you don't, guys like Robbie Keane, Craig Bellamy, and that, someday it's going to really, really make a difference to your team. And if, like you say, that um, Postacoglu. Okay, you know, shite. Postacoglu will know, like you say, nobody on the site or that would know about that Fury Arsha. Before, before then, so Postecoglou wants this Japanese centre back to come in. He obviously can, like whether it's Man City links or no. Postecoglou know the guy we've been across in Japan. And Kyogo probably does a wee turn of a word in his ear about it as well. So if, if Postecoglou is wanting him to come in, like I said, Man City must have seen something in him. So and like I said, he played sixty games in Eredivisie last season. So you must say something about him like that. We can't be naive enough to think that we're going to sign these star players all the time. Sometimes a lone player fits the bill. Like you, like you said before, Mark, it's, it's the shite that we get to bring in like Kenny and Laxal and players like that. But if, if a lone player can come in and do a joke for a season, then he's as good as a signing. That's where it's kind of... Like this day and age, when we're... You know, you, 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 
struggle to buy players at a certain calibre, but we can get them. That's, 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 we, 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 if we could promote certain players to go in, but they had job for us, it's no different to buying them for a million pounds sell for 10 the next season. Is it? You know, it's sometimes as long as they fit the remit and they, and they do the job for us, then it's, it's, it's going to be worthwhile. What was what was it? It's, it's when we spun it with six or seven and then leave ourselves for the shape the following season where we haven't replaced a full team. That's what it that's what it falls to. Like Ralston last season, like the fact that we had that John Joe I'm not going there because it's a bit like John Kennedy for Paul, but John Joe Kenny for Celtic last season. What would must Ralston must have been thinking? That John Joe Kenny is the worst right back I've ever seen at Celtic. Do you know something though? Were you disappointed with the second him? John Joe Kenny, I was, yeah, because I, I seen him play for Schalke. So. Right, well, I'd, I'd, see, my information was that he wasn't a bad right back, but he's probably saying he was, you know, he's, he's sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Well, I was going back to, like, we talked about Laxalt as well. I was felt the supporter was on Laxalt's case because he had a pitch left back, which he was, but at the end of the day, he's not a left back anyway, so he's a left winger in Serie A, so. Didn't you tell me that, Mike, the other day on the phone? Yeah, I mean, they brought in a left winger on loan and played him as a left back. Yeah. How crazy to think was it Celtic over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, like I said, bringing in loan players to play in positions. But that's where it kind of because it comes to the AC Milan, he must be good. You know what I mean? Kind of seems to kind of a change now that maybe I'm just having kind of. The first, the last word on the players signed in March. I think that it's going to change. I think that we won't be signing players like that anymore. That the manager will have the the pick of the players. Oh, I think they do. It's Ange that's making the decision. Yeah. I mean, even down to like McCarthy, there's no way Celtic's not signing McCarthy or Joe Hart. The third running it by Ange. If it wasn't Ange signing Mark Barkers, would have started the goal against Yalvac last week. Yeah. You know? No, like, Ange I, must have some impact on signing her. He recognised that he knows Joe Hart. Like, any manager who, who, who's involved in soccer, Mac, knows Joe Hart. Do you know what I mean? When you, when you go, when goalkeepers are shy, and we know they were shy, and Joe Hart becomes available, exactly. it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Like, what manager in the world of football doesn't know a former England international for... Do you know what I mean? That doesn't mean Joe Hart's going to be the long-term answer. You know, no, that's, no, no, that's, yeah, exactly. That, that's up to them to, to, to find out who that is going to be, but the fact is, it's a it's a plug in a place where we need it at the minute, and Joe Hart fits the bill perfectly. I do think it's weird with that, like, lax out, going back to him for a second. Like, is he just signed for Dynamo Moscow for three and a half million? He's played, like, four games for them, and he's been a standout at left wing. There's a shocker. Because he's not a left back. <laughs> okay, we, we could say we're a left winger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, unbelievable. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't understand like what happened last season. Like, yeah, like you're bringing in a guy that's got no defensive capabilities whatsoever, but it's a good winger, but he's playing a left back. I think we just we just brought in people we could. There was, there was no system to it. There was no thought process. It was just, oh, he's available, bring him in. <laughs> last last season was the most farcical season ever. It really was. There was nothing. Back to his times under John Barnes and things like that, but I mean that. Oh, I won't sleep at night. Well, but even down to the carry on with Martin Viduka and things, but there was nothing, nothing I can remember at Celtic as bad as last season. 
whether that's playing in the park, manager, or a wee heart supporting PR guy. Do you get what I mean? If it was a Celtic man, you, you get a wee extra edge kind of idea, but it doesn't really make much difference. Don't, don't get me wrong, that's what I'm looking forward to McCarthy, because he gets it. Yeah. Aye, I mean, if you're good enough, brilliant, but see if you're a Celtic supporter, that's even better, because, you, you, well, she says you get it, you'll go that wee... Extra one percent that Angus said. See that we kind of one percent Angus talking about. That probably been a Celtic supporter. That one percent. I mean, I used to like John and Hayes because it was just a hundred percent commitment. I mean, we could we could have done with Johnny Hayes last season as a left back rather than what we were playing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matthew, just want to, you, you sent me something there uh, today when, on uh, James McCarthy about about his injury record. Just want to share that with the. Uh, the live chat there because he was saying like he hasn't been injured and he hasn't seems to be as able been uh, injury prone but he admitted to himself he only missed two or three weeks I said it was two or three games I think it was three games he missed and he said himself he only missed two or three games at Palace in two years where he wasn't fit just for one reason or another that he didn't he wasn't playing so that's I think that James McCarthy, somebody on the forum the other day saying we obviously should sign that book McCann for St. Johnson, was it St. Johnson? In case McCarthy gets injured. I mean, that's like, right, we're going to sign up. Do you get what I mean? Just. He signed somebody like that because he's competition, though, because any other reason. But just, I mean, McCarthy broke, it's a double leg break, and that, that was his biggest injury he's had in his career. That's the only main big injury he's ever had. And that was a few years ago he got back for that. And he admitted himself in that interview that he's been fit and just for one reason or another he wasn't playing for Crystal Palace. Can McCarthy will run right for us up here this year? I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to seeing McCarthy. Really, I think I am. Me and Mikey were talking about him the other day. And, oh, Mikey was, I think Mikey was having a wee chug talking about him. getting that <laughs> talk. But uh, him and Joe Harvey, one of the twos were really, really impressed with even the standard they seemed to get these players in. Delighted, honestly, McCarthy will run right up here for us. He'll be the main man in Scotland for the next few years. He'll take over Scott Brown. James McLean to come in next. Aye. <laughs> why not? McCarthy's only 30 years old. Like, he's not. Exactly. He's a young lad, do you know what I mean? He's not an old signing or signing. Like, like, a 30 year old, for the experience that James McCarthy has at international level, Premier League level, like, for Celtic to get him on a free transfer is a no-brainer. Let's, let's, let's forget the fact that he's a Celtic fan and when he comes to an else, this boy can play. That's his experience, right? That's you know? right, and he can play. He can, we know that he is a cracking player and he will take care of Scott Brown has been the best midfielder in Scotland. Up without the kind of cheeky, chappy personality side. But on the park, I mean, people were on there slagging his interviews and that. I don't care how he talks. Do you know what I mean? I'm bad enough worrying about how I talk without worrying how James McCarthy talks. So I want to see what he does in the park. I don't care about how he comes across in interviews and things like that. But see as well, he, he's got to he, be confident himself. He knows that he can... Ah, he's quiet, but he's self-conscious. Yeah, the, thing, the thing is, he's, he's not came up as a 23, 24-year-old when he was in the, the so-called Peaky's career. He's 30-year-old, he's come in. He would be coming here if he never think he could do it. Exactly. Honestly, that could be one of the best signings we'll make this season. Because it could really bring a kind of certain kind of well, the experience and the calmness in that to, to the midfield. And players, that we've said it earlier, players will learn off guys like McCarthy and Joe Hart. He will, he will make McGregor a better player. 
Aye. Of course he will, because he'll be taking the, the, the experience things off McGregor as well, like that McGregor can push forward more as well, knowing that fucking James McCarthy is there, like, do you know what I mean? He's, 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 not, just, he's not just an enforcer in the midfield, the boy can play. Yeah. You know, like, like I remember, like, for years, and I said to you, Mark, that the, the, the comments you hear were always kind of bitching about James McCarthy, like, what, what does he bring? But when James McCarthy then didn't play for all, the teams were just walking to us. Do you know what I mean? We, we didn't have players who could pick out that pass that James McCarthy did or break up the player, slow the game down when it was needed to be slowed down. Get me, boys? You know? Aye. That's, you what, know? that's what we don't have at the moment. Someone to take a grip of the game when it needs to be slowed down, slow down the game, or, do you know what I mean, up the tempo when the tempo needs to be, do you know, someone who can read the game that way, and that's what the experience James McCarthy would bring to something. You know, it's just the simple things, plays football, knocks it on, you're, you're looking at Kyogo, you're looking at Abata, you're looking at, you know, players going forward, and what have you, we spoke about it before. We don't want to talk about defenders and goalkeepers and, and holding midfielders and whatever. You want players who can just, you go and do your thing. You go and do your thing. And he's one of them. He'll make players do their thing. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Hart's the same. Like he says, the experience that the two of them bring as well. And just playing, like he says, in the big games that they played in. Joe Hart, like he says, he was back at Man City when everything was going on. Champions League, this and that. And England and World Cups and that. And... Just to hear that yeah. experience in the team alone. Mike, Michael, these, 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 are, these are players where you have nothing doing, he won't stand for it. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're, 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 they're not just put up with, you know, keep trying, keep trying. These are players that will get, fucking get on with us. Uh, it goes back to that funny like video clip of Joe Hartman, he's screaming at the ball boy to get the to get the effing ball back. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to even get things like that. He's just passionate about it. He's, he's, I'm going to watch that page with a few boys that play cards with and stuff like that, and most of them are Man United fans. One of them, he's a staunch Man City fan, and they were talking about, you know, your, your best English goalkeepers. We have a laugh and joke to say, we've well, not had one for years, and one of the boys, like, he texts me the other day, and he says, you've just got yourself some goalkeeper. He says, because he's, he, he just, he's you not know, quiet, he gets stuck in, he kills the day, and that's what we want. Winners. They're winners, exactly. That, that, that's the only second best stuff. You're right, they're winners. We, we leave it. That's all that for tonight. Uh, thanks to Brian and Michael, uh, a few in the live chat for coming on. Uh, this show was sponsored by Manscaped Gloom for Men. Mark will now close the show. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks very much, Will Shane. Thank you for coming on again. Pleasure. Okay. Great. Tune the fat and a blather with you. Thanks everybody for joining us the live chat. We really appreciate it. Remember, hit the subscribe button and the like button. Hopefully we'll have uh, someday a wee bit of a, we say, a special guest to come on and maybe talk about so, some of this Celtic shared stuff in, that, in the next podcast and the, like the protest things in that. Something we're working on, sir. Hopefully that comes off and you'll enjoy that. Right, it's so a good night, lads. God bless and thanks again for all your support. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.